BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. What is up, Gypsy Gang? We are back. This has been a long time coming, unfortunately, uh, but it's for a good reason. Uh, we have been busy. We just moved down into Burley, and this is like where the permanent home of the podcast is going to be for the foreseeable future. I need to read out the ads as I do each and every week. Um, and we have a new sponsor on board for the show this week. But every time a new advertiser comes on, I really want to reiterate the fact that I'm just not trying to sell this shit out. I really want to believe I want you guys, basically it's like I want you guys to buy what we're advertising because it is good, essentially. Like that's really the long and the short of it. This company that is on board with us now is a company by the name of Ridge Wallet. And it's a really cool story. Uh, the guys reached out and they said, oh, have you heard of this company? I was like, actually, I had one of your wallets in the US, but I fucking lost it. And I was devoted and I just, I never ended up getting another one, but I really liked it. It's a minimalist wallet. Um, we've posted some photos to our Instagram. Uh, it's a minimalist wallet and it's got the uh, RFID um, protection so people can't like scan your cards. Uh, it's made out of either titanium or carbon fiber. Basically, your cards go in, it expands out um, as your cards go in. And the wallet is basically the size of a business card. It's just the thickness uh, changes as you put more cards inside. Because let's be honest, with when it comes to a wallet, like receipts should be given to your tax folder, like whatever folder you've got. Let there's no reason you should like put a receipt in a wallet and just let it sit there, and then you end up with this ridiculously fat wallet of receipts. And I'm guilty of it until I got my new Ridge wallet the other day. Like that's what I did, and I went through my wallet. And I took out like three cards and a little bit of cash and that's it. I'm like, dude, this is ridiculous for this weight that I've been carrying around. You just don't need all that shit. And you especially don't need to be holding onto receipts for months and months like I do. And I know everyone does it. Uh, so with the Ridge wallet, super minimalist, uh, it's this, it's literally the outline of a credit card but it's just a little bit thicker. Um, I've got the titanium version, uh, which you'll see on our Gypsy Tales Instagram at Gypsy Tales Podcast. Um, and yeah, it's, it's really cool to have one of those again. So it, it was really cool when the guys reached out and, and were like, have you heard of this? And I was like, man, I love that product. A bit of background, they were started as a father-son company funded by Kickstarter uh, and now they're killing it. But it's just because every now and again, a couple dudes have a, really good idea that solves a problem that you didn't know you had so yeah as uh as a favor as a gift make this whole process a little bit easier uh, you can get free worldwide shipping and you can also get 10 percent off uh, by going to ridgewallet.com slash gypsy going and use the code gypsy going as always uh, and you can get yeah that free worldwide shipping and 10 percent off the next ad is to the homies 
at Nobby. Uh, I am going to Thailand, uh, sorry, Vietnam tomorrow, uh, like I alluded to at the start of this. I'm going for 10 days and I'm taking 10 Nobbies with me. That is 10 months uh, of your subscription. I'm going to have fresh duds every time I swing a leg over that damn motorcycle because uh, we're riding from the top of Vietnam to the bottom or the bottom to the top, whatever. That, it's like the top year tour. Uh, so we're doing that. I'll have my girlfriend on the back. Uh, she will probably be in Nobbies as well. I'd say there's actually a very, very good chance she will be in Nobbies the entire time too. Um, but yeah, besides the point, you can go and join the Nobby Nation at nobbyunderwear.com.au. 20 bucks a month gets you a fresh pair of deadly duds. Um, and yeah, this has been a partnership that has been really really good for us and it has also been really good for a lot of the gypsy gang a lot of you have subscribed and i get a lot of feedback i get constant feedback uh through instagram about how good the undies are how pumped they are again i'm not out here trying to sling shit uh it just uh, just suck it'd suck i'd hate to be here and just be bullshitting and then people be like dude, fucking underwear is shit. Why'd you sell me this shit? Uh, but that's not the case. Literally, I don't get that. And it feels good because I just, yeah, I don't want to be doing that. I don't want to be selling garbage. All right, my guest tonight is my good friend. And he is my friend because of the podcast. We talk about it too. This is this is one of like the coolest things about doing this podcast is the fact that I get to meet people that are better than me at a lot of different stuff. I get to hear their um, perspectives. I get to hear their stories. I get to hear their opinions. I get to get into their headspace for a few hours and really see what makes these guys tick that just have these incredible stories, incredible lives. And in the case of my good friend, Michael Crawley, I get to get an insight into his incredible business, which is Valley Eyewear, uh, which you can look up. I'm pretty sure it's just valleyeyewear.com or Valley Eyewear on Instagram. He has created a very special business. Um, in a business market, I guess you'd say, where it's like all about um, Instagram influencers and all that kind of stuff, he just makes badass shit that people want to wear. And then he will get people like Chris Hemsworth, Marilyn Manson, Kat Von D, homies from Slayer. He gets... Every, Johnny Depp, everybody wearing his shit and they do the marketing for him. He, he figured out how to make a company where people buy his product and then market it for him. So that's interesting. And if you can create a company in this landscape that does that, um, you're a guy that's super, super interesting. Um, yeah. So anyway, I kind of went off topic a little bit there, but He's a guy I met through the podcast. Um, we'd only ever exchanged a few texts the first time we met before we did our first podcast together. Uh, and since then, it's been about a year. Uh, we're good mates. I love the dude. Um, I talk to him every chance I get. And you might be like, I haven't seen a Michael Crawley podcast before. Well, it was pretty early on and the podcast caused some controversy, which led to me having to pull it down, which we talk about. Um, so yeah, we sort of go through and, and cover a little bit of that, uh, on a, like a sad gnarly note, um, after the podcast, li- yeah, the day after, uh, Crawley spoke to me about some news that he got that his best friend's wife, uh, was just diagnosed with terminal brain cancer. Um, 
yeah, I was shattered. We've just lost about a year ago. We lost someone uh, in my ex, well, my family, my my partners, my girlfriend's uh, mum, to something similar, and we were rattled um, big time to say the least. So yeah, Crawley finds out that his best friend's wife has uh, terminal brain cancer. Um, so I, they've, they've started a GoFundMe page, um, to help out with that. So if anyone, uh, in the gypsy gang, uh, wants to help out, I'm going to put the link in my bio on at gypsy tales podcast. Uh, anything helps if you, if you can spare it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm shattered to hear that. Um, and I really, uh, I really wish the best for Joel and his wife Beck as they go through this. Um, they've got a five-year-old, they've got a one-year-old and it's, yeah, it's literally, that's the worst case scenario. That's as, as tragic as it gets. Um, so any, any help, uh, would be appreciated. Um, so yeah, sorry to sort of have that as like a, a bit of a downer as we lead into this. Um, but look, yeah, it is what it is. I, I wanted to sort of do whatever I could, um, to sort of, to help, um, but yeah, this was, this was a great podcast. We, um, we sat down, it was the first one in the new studio. Uh, we drank a bottle of wine together and I was lit by the end of it. I don't drink a lot these days, um, but it was fun. We went back and forward. It was a great conversation between two friends. Uh, this wasn't an interview. Um, and yeah, I hope everyone enjoys it as much as I enjoyed sitting down and talking to the man, MC Michael Crawley. MC, we're back. <laughs> I'm back. Cheers, bro. Cheers, man. It's good to be back. What happened to your uh, your last podcast that we went missing? To, we have to remove it. <sighs> Not bad, eh? Not a bad drop. <clears throat> yeah. Little New Zealand number. Cheeky. Cheeky NZ. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. What uh, what did, <clears throat> what happened to your last well, podcast? <clears throat> we had a little bit of... Uh, speculation legal issues alleged alleged all right so let's start it off let's rephrase it okay. allegedly what happened with your last podcast uh, allegedly uh we got in a little bit of strife um because um through my adventurous location scouting <laughs> for my valley campaigns once again i apparently overstepped the mark and uh yeah one of the locations i shot at in eastern europe was a little sensitive Sus. I was uh, sensitive to it's a certain group, a certain group who uh, the history around the location. So, um, yeah, I had the our last podcast had to be removed, which is a shame. Is a shame because a, a, lot, shame. a lot of people enjoyed that. I know. And I'm really sorry that we had to, and it's out of my control. But um, yeah, I had to. I made uh, BBC, CNN, New York Times, New York Post, USA Today. Really cover of a serbian newspaper um yeah like man i went to a lot of effort to scout some locations that i thought would be visually they were amazing they're amazing the campaign looks so insane yeah and it was a bit of negligence on my part because i didn't do the background checks on the history of a couple of the locations and it was sensitive because of the history that happened there so out of respect for the people Mm. i had to had to pull parts of the campaign parts of it do you think that like did they find out like through the podcast or did you know how people found out about Um, it i think 
that someone found out about it through the podcast and um it was a lady in canada and um you know and i actually thought when I, she first contacted me i thought that it was a joke like someone was just really? fucking with me and um because i like think of this man i'd flown from australia to eastern europe with six people dropped over 60 70 thousand dollars in seven days to shoot a campaign that i thought with my team back here in Australia when I laid it all out and was like how's what I'm going to do everyone was like holy fuck Psyching. psycho let's do this and um, yeah so I thought this person was like you know you've disrespected this culture and that culture and I was like man come on do you really think for a moment that I would pack yeah. up all my team and disrespect anybody in any race religion or history like no this these monuments and these um, locations as far as I'm concerned and still am concerned are some of the most breathtaking mm. scenery and things I've ever seen and so I just wanted to create content that was authentic and crazy that made people go, holy fuck, Valley mm. Eyewear goes to the edge of the earth to create content that's breathtaking. Not, I wasn't trying to, you know, disrespect anything that happened in those regions and those areas, but it, it did offend some people. And I think because we're a company and they looked at it as like commercial gain. Yeah. That they, it just fucking went. And you know what? As the media just chased me like a fucking... Me and my wife had to pretty much go into hiding. Was it that crazy? It was eh? gnarly, man. Because you sent me like a pretty... wouldn't say like frantic, but I guess for like how cool you are. Mm, was, and like... I was, fr- I was fucking you, freaking out, man. Yeah, like I got a very frantic... Te- and I, there was no context behind it. And you yeah. just said, hey, man, like I really need you to pull that down ASAP like everything. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck. And I sort of had an idea that it might have... Yeah, pardon me. Might have been um, because of the way we were. Because of that, yeah. And I was, but then I was like, "Fuck, no way!" Like, surely not. I was devastated because you know what? The the um, the the, why we were there was for purely artistic, visual, like like you know, this the locations of Spominix throughout Eastern Europe. Like, there's websites telling people you should go and find them. These are phenomenal. Mm. And so I tracked out my favorite ones. Like, boom, 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 boom. This is... Because you had a book on them, right? Yeah. The video guy um, who shoots for us, Liam, he's a legend, bought me a book in New York and he goes, MC, look at these locations. This is going to be amazing. We should do this. And I was like, yeah, that's a sick idea. Yeah. And you know what? Like I said, negligence. I should have done a little more research on what it meant to certain people but at the time we had a, we did we pulled the trigger on it within a couple of weeks yeah that's what I remember you saying it, it was out. like bang 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 Let's and then we it. were there we heard like oh you know this was a this location meant this and that and we knew it was dark and you know it had a bit of history but I didn't realise it was that sensitive to people and mm. but yeah anyway learning curve won't do that again um, a little more research into the you know I'm not yeah. going to go shooting in boring locations because it pisses people off like fuck you sorry it's, it's I'm crazy. a respectful guy and we're a respectful brand I would never do anything to offend anyone race, religion or sex yeah. that's just crazy people are crazy and the media like I said hunted me like a fucking like I was just a bit of meat and they're a pack of wild dogs and it was crazy mate like we I seriously yeah it was nuts um, it was a good learning curve though like I said um, as quick as it came as quick as it disappeared but it rattled us for a couple of days yeah dude I was gonna say like we live in a world where you can really see like uh, like a, that 48 hour 72 hour news yeah. cycle oh totally and then it's like people so do you, you know Harry Bink have you heard of Harry Bink no 
He's a freestyle dude. Oh, sorry, and I have. Yeah, I have he's I have been on him. the podcast. I have. So, sorry, I have heard of him. Yeah. So, dude, he bought these two goats. Yep. Mini goats, right? Yep. And he bought them from like a breeder, paid like fucking good money for these things. <laughs> yeah. They already had their horns cut because apparently when they've got horns, they just want to fucking headbutt everything. Yep. So anyway, he does all the right things, right? Yep. And then he just treats these goats like his dogs, and yep. he just, dude, walking down the street in Burley got these goats following him like they were so sick to where they didn't have leads on or nothing like these goats were just following him around and uh anyway he was like obviously he's got a big following like he's one of the biggest freestyle athletes verified on instagram and shit so it's like that sort of stuff gets out yeah and so anyway (laughs) he's like wild goats chasing around dude and like it's funny because we got um oh that's why i was like i'm turning yours down and mine up um Yeah, there we go. So, yeah, we've got... Uh, we're at the beach with him. And then there's, like, the no dog sign at the beach. Yeah. But there's no no goat sign. <laughs> and the... Uh, like, even the lifeguard comes up to us and the lifeguard was like... Because uh, we actually had a, another dog with us. He's like, hey, the dog's got to go. And we're like, what about the goats? And he's like, I don't know. Like, I don't... It's like, it doesn't <laughs> no one say no goat goats. To the beach. Yeah. Yep. So, anyway, like, he was just a 20-something-year-old kid. Yeah. That's fucking pumped he's killing it yeah and he's just like he's I'm, gonna get, I'm gonna get some goats and like that's sick so anyway he posted a video uh throwing the goats in the air yeah and like catching it yeah. like you know people throw their kids oh. and shit so he sends his goat in the air yep and then he catches it fine like there's yeah. no, nothing's wrong with the goats yeah so anyway there's like all of these groups like animal cruelty groups oh god just <coughs> the flick of a switch bro Oh. just turn into like a mob right yeah so anyway he goes to sleep and he wakes up and uh one of my buddies does like handles like some of his instagram stuff and yep. he was in america and he's like hey dude don't read your comments don't do anything like you're in a bit of trouble with these goats anyway yeah hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of comments on his yep. page and then they would go on to like all of his sponsors, like Nitro Circus, Monster Unit. They're like, you support an animal abuser, blah, 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 blah. Just a fucking shitstorm, dude. Like yep. it was on Channel 7 News, like crazy shit yep. that like he's this animal abuser, dude. And yeah. it's like, I felt so bad for him because like I would talk to him and be like, fuck, how's the goats going? How's this yep. and that going? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh man, I'm watching documentaries on goats and I'm like, He's, he legit cared you know <laughs> yeah. and this mob turned on him bro and it yep. was like yeah they sent all these emails to his sponsors and everything like that so anyway it got so like he was in fucking tears and shit man yeah. like fully rattled him eh? yeah and um anyway he ended up giving the goats back yeah but it's just like what the fuck do people have to better to do and That's it would so have been crazy. the same thing with you is it's yeah. like if if people get context like that shoot that you guys did is valley yeah like you guys are counterculture. You yeah. guys are unique. You yep. guys are this super handcrafted boutique like experience. Yeah, and it's like sure. that's what you're buying into. And it's like that that's what you want to do in the shoot. You want to give people like that's a yep. reflection of the brand. Yeah, totally. And that's the thing too. Like, like we we're talking about before that authenticity. You know, like creating content that's authentic. Like we, like I make sure that it, um, as we've done from day one that any shoot I do I go to the effort like mm. I don't just do it oh let's just do this they're well thought out and they're well planned or they're, dude even the studio shoot you did at 
Gold Coast Studio. That's yeah. one of the best things I've ever seen come out of that place. Yeah, cheers, thanks. But yeah, like, you know, and I always want it to have its own look. And it's like when you make something, you know, when you make glasses, we go to the effort with like, or, you know, go and search, like source the best hinges, or the best mm. optics or, you know, just those things. I think when you go to that extra effort with everything you do, that like, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. It just kind of shows that we go above and beyond and we're still going to keep doing it. Like, yeah. You know, but like I said, that was just a good learning curve. And and I think too, like people just want to, they'll go after the a story that a lot of these newspapers and these yeah. the media now, they have like contracted people that would just jump on a story and unfortunately, BBC jumped on our story, and because that's such a big hub big, for the media, yeah. everyone jumped onto onto it. And in saying that, though, it was the biggest uh, month of online sales we've ever had. So thank you. Yeah, dude, I was just gonna say, like, <laughs> how much fucking money did you guys make? Yeah, so like, any publicity is good publicity. Unfortunately, mm. we offended some people, but thanks, online sales were awesome. I'm not sorry. Yeah, I mean, and it's like it's because like. And like we spoke about it, obviously a lot yeah. in the podcast, and there was no like, there was no mention of like, oh, this shoot is gonna fucking cause so much shit. That was We're gonna never, get all, like it was never our intention, and dude. I'll fucking post yeah. the thing of yeah. you talking about it. Like it wasn't that. Like mm. it was the visuals. Yeah. Like all the that's, messages that you was, sent me. Like yeah. everything was just look at these visuals and like yeah. you could get. It looked like Star Wars. It was you know? crazy. I thought when you sent me that I didn't yeah. think it was real. Like <laughs> remember you said that. I didn't I think you it was said, real. Where the fuck did you? Like you thought I did it in the studio? Yeah, or something. yeah, yeah. I was like, how I the? Fuck? It, it looks. It was. It <clears> looked so fake. It looked yeah. like really good CGI composition and the yep. way that whoever flew the drone as well was like yeah, obviously I was flying a, the drone were you a, I was gonna say that dude is a good pilot <laughs> dude that, I borrowed my friend's drone that was the first time I'd flown the drone <laughs> dude cause like the way that you were composing like as a yeah. person that f- has flown drones forever yeah like the way that you were composing certain shots and like it looked yeah. fake yeah like, it did that's it, what like you know when people put After Effects <clears throat> titles in yeah and that it like moves in in the, Does the spin yeah, yeah with like it's own camera yeah that, that's what it looked like and I was like how yep. the fuck did they do this well yes yeah, after we did the one in Bulgaria where we went to that one from that Communist Party headquarters it was abandoned yeah that was kind of the the reason that we did these Eastern European ones afterwards I was like well, you know what this is a mental follow on because people were like whoa they went to Bulgaria yeah and we got that crazy structure and we use that Jordan Barrett kid and it was a big we got a lot of like publicity from it it was a good like campaign shoot and I was like okay well a step on from that would be to find other abandoned structures yeah. or symbolism in Eastern Europe but pump the fashion up have had like you know brother and sister models like it was sick yeah. so the intention was just like a step on from that never to like make world news yeah. like you know and it was crazy but like I said my wife tonight was like do not talk about what happened last year but I'm like, I don't know. You can't not talk about it. it happened. Um, the what the media said was not true. Um, yeah. We apologised. We said if we offended anybody because we shot at a location that had a dark history. Sorry, like we did. Yeah. We didn't mean disrespect, but goddamn, it's a beautiful looking spot. And what like what can you do? Like you, it's you done. know, yeah. It's like and but if you say like like I have this when I'm in arguments with people, I'll be yeah. like, hey, that wasn't my intention. <clears throat> You either totally. you do you believe me? Yeah. Or do you think I'm lying? Yeah. Because if you believe me that that wasn't my intention, then this should be no big deal now. Yep. You should be like, 
okay, apology accepted. Yeah. You know what's that's too the cool, weird man? Thing about that. Yeah, shit. I had the head of like the Jewish community of Australia um, call me on my phone. He was actually an amazing guy, legend. Really? And I said, he goes, "Hey, man, uh, you know, you got to pull down that this location. It's got this history." And I said, "You know, I, I knew it had a dark history. I didn't know that it, it would offend people that if we shot in front of it, like yeah. it was just a video shot, whatever." And um. He was like, hey, man, worse things have happened. Like, you should... He was telling me a couple of stories that happened with other brands shooting at locations. It's just... Uh, and, um, but he was really cool and he backed me in the media. And he was like, mate, Mr. Crawley was very apologetic, blah, blah, blah. And um, that, they, that was not their intentions. He knew they weren't our intentions. And like you said, he believed our... Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like, he was that's like, what just like, just over. like a fucking... He's like, it's a shit show, but don't worry about it. It'll blow over. And it did. As quick as it came in, it went out. Like, fucking happy days. Dude, you know what? Like where you said any publicity is good publicity. Yeah. You know where that's not the case? Fire Festival. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I just want to know where have the fuck Ja Rule is. Dude, right? <laughs> that, have you, so you've watched the I've documentary, watched it, yeah. My friend actually bought tickets and a guy, her ex-boyfriend, is in the doco. Oh, He's sitting really? at the table. I guess he worked on it or something. Oh. And what, what was, what was it? Fuck, the guy really wanted to get that water out of customs, didn't he? Yeah, right, dude. <laughs> He's gonna yeah. take one for the team. Wait, what a savage, bro! Like, mad respect he, to him for that. He didn't really have to admit that on the Netflix documentary, by the way. I know, like, was mm. that because uh, mm. I didn't think he was gay. I feel like I got a pretty solid gator, but I was maybe I was yeah. just not I really. Did. did you think he was gay? Straight I up? didn't, not straight up. Yeah, no. I'm the same. Like, so maybe he's just not like a super flamboyant gay dude. <laughs> so like people think he's straight so maybe yeah. he was like you know what i'm, I'm just gonna, gonna let everybody let, know this. like all the people that know me know i'm gay but now i'm gonna let like all of the potential suitors yeah that i might bump into he's in gonna be City. at like um at the the parade what's the fucking what's it called the yeah, mardi gras, mardi gras yeah. on a big water float that dude yeah just like, bottles of water yeah, just yeah, full, like what was it aquafina <laughs> or something he'll be like on an aquafina <laughs> the aqueduct <laughs> they should shape it out at like a duck out of aquafina oh, it's so good but dude like so I was living in the States when that whole thing was going down. <clears throat> and I remember, uh, like, just random Insta bitches that you know. Yep. I shouldn't say, sorry. I shouldn't say Insta bitches. <laughs> random girls that make money off Instagram. Yep. And I, they'd all been invited to this festival. And yep. they were, like, the same chicks that would go, like, to Burning Man. Yep. And, like, that... Uh, it, whatever. It is what it is. Yep. But so, the... I think sometimes that shit's cringy because they just like latch on to like whatever's the most Instagrammable, like Would whatever's got trending hashtags and shit. Oh, yeah. And they follow that around. And like Coachella was like, wasn't big when yep. I first moved to America. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like you could see Coachella just becoming this thing. And yep. there's people that like have no interest in live music, no interest in any of it. And they just rent these like big houses. It's not even about the music. Yeah. It's like, it's not. Yep. And I mean, fuck whatever you yeah. know what I mean like to each each to their own whatever sort of thing. Boat, yeah. but Burning Man I feel like I feel a bit of a different way about because I'm like that's like a that's the legit thing you're where committed. like you're you a serious you can't hide mo- in a mansion no you're there. and you're a serious motherfucker that wants to go there yeah. like there's crazy shit and you're like going there with <clears> intentions of like yeah. really doing some shit like I had someone tell like me when I was in LA thing, last you know? year that I should take you can take your kids there fuck all that I was just like mate and she's the chick who told me that she's a good friend of mine Hannah she's awesome actually and she's like yeah MC you should take your kids and I'm like I feel like that is the last place in yeah. on earth I want my children so, to see that dude this the chick that I'm talking about she called me after because I, 
I had to work. Like I was really keen to go, yeah. but I had to go away. And, uh, and I've, I've still never been. It's one of the things I wish I did when I was there. Mm. But um, so... Yeah, I've never been either. Dude, I'm fucking so keen. But uh, yeah, mm. so she called me and I was like, how was it? And she's like, oh, it was like a lot. Like it was really full on. Like she was like weirded out by it. Yep. And I was like, well, that's what it's like. That's what people do there. Like that's <coughs> why they you, go. you expect to be weirded out, right? Well, you spot like that's like real shit, man. Like there's people <laughs> that like go in there to just transcend you yeah, know i've heard some crazy stories and so but i think that that is then the fire festival is like the ultimate revenge <laughs> to like all that like that all was they said it in the movie yeah like that in the documentary but it's like that is a metaphor for what instagram is yep. to so many people is like this fake thing and it's like yep. it's propped up by nonsense like yep. they shared the same images over and over and over, like what's really yep. happening Fuck under Jerry this. was doing all their um social dude yeah. I, man that Jerry Media good on that fucking dude like <laughs> yeah he has created a monster 100%. with Fuck Jerry and like that was a meme account yep and now it's like a legitimate like, like agency agency yeah that's crazy crazy eh just but, looking at it but yeah so that whole that whole fire thing but that dude's not coming back from that and how's no. at the end he starts ripping crew again he's again. just a hustler man he's got that, but that's uh, not hustle that's like straight crooked it's crooked yeah fuck it's bad that's balls throws his mate under the bus too in the process what like I don't yeah I don't fucking get how that dude does that like you're fuck. a sociopath at that point out. 100% but yeah that, that was I think that's the case where it's like that publicity is like you're fucked <clears throat> yeah you are fucked but I guess like that goes to show like you didn't do anything wrong so, and people can see through yeah, I know, and that's, you know what what I mean? that's what I mean it's, I think it's because when all that shit went down which was pretty mate like we say all that shit went down it lasted five days yeah but um, and like when everyone who knows us or knows the uh, like knows a brand they're like oh that's valid they always go and do crazy shit of course yeah, they didn't mean anything like fuck whatever yeah media just running with it just clutching at straws because nothing's fucking hot at the moment it's funny man like no I- celebrities to attack so they come for us Dude, I think about it all the time where, like, um, like I'll say to people, they're like, oh, when they come on the podcast, they're like, okay, so what are you going to talk about? What's the questions? I'm like, no, that's not what it, that's <laughs> yeah, not what no it is. Because, you, like, my honest opinion on it, and I, I did work in the media world of, like, interviewing yep. people and all that shit. Yep. And it's like, the, you, like, you don't need to dig no. Or you don't need to ask questions. Like if you just sit and listen for long enough, yeah. like the story comes out. Yeah, for but sure. That's not convenient. That's no. not that doesn't fit in a one minute thing. It doesn't type on a headline. Like so yeah. I think people need to manufacture stuff, but like we were talking about it before, like how big mm. the whole podcast thing's getting. Yeah. Is it's like you you're not forcing a story like like no. you've got a fucking incredible story like yeah. you, you're a crazy dude the, the, everything <laughs> that you've been through yeah, to get to this point of you sitting here right now like yeah. that's a fucking story you yeah, know what I mean it's fun. And, yeah. and it's like if you just let it you know you just listen like the real shit's out yep. there that's what we were saying before you know and it's about um, like I said you know uh, since we last spoke I think I've four or five other eyewear brands have started around where mm. we live which is totally fine Good, that's great good luck to them um, but as you know you can't it's like you know when you start build, building a car company you want to build cars like there's so much behind what you do and um, creating a brand creating a label telling stories being the best that you can be um, I heard something today actually said um, if you make a million dollars a year 
um, this is in generalization, um, that, that shows that you are the best in your field. And I think, you know, and everyone else will make a hundred grand a year or 60 grand a year because they're mediocre. Mm. So I think that if you strive to be the best you can be and you make sure you dot your eyes, cross your T's yeah. and be the best in your field, you have nothing to worry about. You don't worry about what's happening around you. worry about what you're doing moving forward. Yeah. And I think that's what we've, what I've learned. I like, I'm stoked to see other brands start up and I wish them all the best. <clears throat> but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's fucking hard work. Yeah. Well, I think it's, that it's a 24 seven job to do a label or a brand and, and it's, it takes so much commitment that if you go into anything, like anything in life, you go in half-assed and you don't give it 250% and be original, be authentic and tell original stories and people can see straight through your yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Like, you know, old 50-year-old man comes in and tries to start a 20-year-old sunglasses label, like, fucking please. Mm. Um, you know, you can't talk to the consumer, old boy. Yeah. Move along. And, and it's like the what what you said at the start is something that, I mean, I've tried to live by and I don't know whether it's I should abandon fucking ship on it because I'm not exactly <laughs> killing it. But like, I think that the money is a byproduct oh, of... Oh, totally. Like, it will come... And I mean, we've started making more money out of this. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So I, it, it does work. What, yeah. How far it goes sometimes is more to chance than you think. But I, yep. I think that if you do something for the right reasons and you yep. just try it... Like, dude look how much effort went into this fucking little dungeon yeah. for like probably three months yeah it's like epic. this will only last three months and then yeah. we'll, we'll move into the new studio but yep. it's like i just fucking care yeah it's like good. i i care so Same. much to to where like i'll bust my ass for a week <clears throat> building yep. a fucking studio for three months yeah and then move on but like it mattered like for whatever reason yeah. and like dude i woke up this morning and because like we've been like we've had today planned yeah and i'm like fuck i just have to get this done i have to get <laughs> I this appreciate done. that we've and been trying for ages yeah, man, back and forth yeah, have, between <laughs> i'm hopeless by the way yeah. if anyone's, anyone's listening to this i've tried to do um we've tried to do this podcast probably 10 times i've jumped on a plane or i fucked off somewhere i think i've sent about 20 sorry text messages um, <laughs> no but i but, mean i get it so yeah. it's not a big deal okay, but like yeah. but yeah it's like oh i flaked on a few too so yeah, anyway. I know we but, did, it's um, a mutual thing. <laughs> but yeah it's like i like dude i literally got out of bed this morning and i was just like yeah just put my fucking my hand at my face in my hands you just gotta go and for i just it, sat eh? on the edge of my bed and i'm just like straight in there yeah i was like fuck man like this just this is pointless like yeah. i'm not gonna be able to get this done yeah and i got up at six yeah and then you got here at seven and i was like <laughs> and you've been going all ready, day you know yeah and, that's all and good. It's, but that's what commitment that, is you know, yeah, and committed, it, yeah and it's not like there's no direct paycheck no there's no the the thing with i think though too if 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 um the purpose behind tenille myself and matt doing valley would be that if it was money like (laughs) why wouldn't be sitting here right now because it's not like you said it's having the the creative freedom to do whatever we want and you know what i get the most stoked on too man is like today i got a text message off a couple of people like like kind of famous people that ask him for sunnies and I was just like fuck that's epic like they're like hey man can I get this can I get that like even uh, like Joel Parkinson rolls into the office today grabs six pairs of new shades bought me a couple of cases of beer so there's some beer brother take six pairs of shades I'm off to Taj Burroughs wedding tomorrow need some new shades for the wedding sweet ass man catch up bang and yeah, I shipped a bunch of shades off to the US, some for Manson, uh, Dave Catching from Eagles of Death Metal, Jenny V, the bass player of Eagles of Death Metal, um, 
uh, Black Asteroid, a DJ from New York, got some yeah, shit went out right. today. Like, fuck, just like, I love, like, that makes me so happy that these people want to wear our shit. We're not paying anyone to wear it. They wear it because they love the product or they like what we do. They like what it represents. And I think a lot of people in my travels always say that they love the aesthetic of what we do, but they love the, what it represents. Like yeah. you were saying before, that kind of darker or that you know adventurous the campaigns are fucking like kind of i try i've always tried to make him like um kind of give you some emotion you know or have yeah. some kind of depth some kind of meaning or like whether it's the well, styling like, or it's like the location that's fucking outrageous where it's like what the fuck are they doing that for you know it's always like what the fuck kind of thing and um and you do like you did evoke emotion with that last campaign it was yeah. eerie but it <clears throat> yeah. was special yeah and for that's sure the, you know that's the that's one of the things that to go i guess to go back to it that sort of yeah. bugs me a little bit is that like it happened yeah it was fucking gnarly like bad yeah. shit went down but it happened and the world is a for result sure. of it for like sure. that affected the world and obviously it was tragic and it was this and it was that yeah. but like look at now to to use the hitler thing yeah like that he's like a marker for society yeah of like fucking don't let that happen, happen again. again yeah for sure and it's like and I, you know what I too when that happened though man I got some beautiful emails as well on the flip side of that from people uh, from Eastern Europe that said hey dude do you know what you guys created an amazing um, campaign we know your intentions were never like to yeah. go back on history but um, one girl sent an email to myself and my wife and she said um that everyone, uh, a lot of people, not everyone, a lot of people in Croatia, all they care about is war and soccer. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. She's like, but we think that you raise such awareness of that globally, the people that probably never knew about that monument now do. So thanks. That's what I mean. Like, like and so that's a, there's other ways to look at it in a, in a positive way, you know, like, fuck, like, sorry. Like, you know, like you said. It ha- um, and like yeah. the world, we're at a good place in yeah in humanity now Mm. right and like hitler's probably got a fucking part to play in that like we got to see pure evil and we got to see what happened when evil was unchecked it won't happen bro no way dude you get called a hitler for saying anything now yeah you know what i mean so that to me i think that it's uh, and yeah, I, we just evoked emotion to be exactly. honest exactly and you yeah. re- it's a, that reminder that this is real and yeah. it, I even it, contacted like Globe after we did the shoot there you know because Globe released a video uh, like six weeks later of um, them skating on the monuments we went to oh and it um, seems a little bit more well we were just standing there they were like skating yeah, yeah. actually skating on yeah. them apart from the main one that we got a bit of grief for but um and uh, I messaged the guy, marketing guy from Globe, and I was like, hey, man, just a heads up. This is coming your way. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, be careful. Um, because I just got some grief for this. And, you know, they, they didn't get a single thing. So, like I said, I think at that point in time, maybe there was nothing in the media worth exactly. getting it was two bobs worth. Tw- and it was yeah. just the timing was yeah. bad. And, you know, I'm really good friends with the dudes from Globe, and nothing. nothing happened to them. Yeah. And, you know, if you look at it, we walked in front of something they skated on it and did a grind on the side of the wall on one of the monuments we did the wrong thing yeah I'm not saying they did the wrong thing but I'm saying hey yeah, come on in the you can look at it like yeah. fuck come on guys like let's call a spade a spade here sort of thing yeah yeah fuck but anyway but it'll, yeah it's all blown it's, over it's um but yeah I mean it is that that just you just care and like you yeah. didn't have to do what you did like you could yeah. have done it like you said you probably dropped 60 grand on that campaign 
Oh, I'm all. But you know, yeah, yeah. I suppose once a time you do all the fucking the oh, ads and the, oh, easy. Oh, yeah, I had to pull. I well, I pulled all of it immediately. Yeah, and then dude, the and then, cost of pulling it even. Yeah, fuck. Reshooting and, shit. Yeah, and yeah, we. So I just drip fed out and re-edited what was non. Um, Offensive. offensive so to speak <laughs> but a bit fuck like what just but a couple what of like, is a, like yeah. what is offensive and I've also said too though like I know that we're a commercial company and fuck like but like man if you're gonna create 30 foot fucking monuments that look like they're out of Star Wars in an isolated location people are gonna shoot photos there man I'm sorry but they're yeah. gonna it's beautiful it's fucking beautiful they the governments back then in um, Yugoslavia they curated these amazing artists to put together these fucking structures that just are mind-blowing. You yeah, pull up to them and you're just like, holy fuck. Like, one of the ones that we went to um, is called Kazara, and it's in the middle of this national park. Um, I've got that um, yeah, I've got some you YouTube footage. Drop, yeah, was, was that the Dropbox I, I, thing? I'll send you another one to put oh, on this okay. thing. But, like, we pulled up on the road. I've got GoPro footage I shot of it in the making. And um, like the like a fucking tree fell in the middle of the road. They got a chainsaw out. We had to drive. We're in like a van, no four wheel drive, in the middle of this snow. Like, had to walk like five hundred meters up this hill. And I was like, "Is this even it? Like, what the fuck? No one spoke English." We got got the like the model brother and sister, the stylist, the makeup chick, and Liam, the film guy, and me with a backpack of camera shit and a drone. Go, let's go. And we go up there, and there's just this structure like in the middle of this forest. It's just fucking out of this world. And it's like, it's some of the shit, best shit I've ever seen. And just to go there and see it, like, and for to show people in our films that we've gone there, like, I, it's a fucking mission to get there. And it's, it's an honor to be able to show it to people. Yeah. You know, like, it is. And it's like, it's in, in such a respectful, artistic way. Like, look at this fucking thing. Even too, like, down to the fact that, it's not like you went there and <coughs> shot like a fucking supreme campaign with fluoro color. Like it was black. Like it was yeah. dark. Like yeah. it was called black fucking zero. Yeah. You know what In I mean? Black like, rain. Yeah. Like that's what even, even that to me like respects. Yeah. The, the whole thing of like, yeah. Well, it was a you know dark, I mean? like Eastern Europe was a dark. dark. Yeah. yeah. Like if you went there and shot some like fucking handsome music Pepsi video, commercials, yeah, 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 like super fucking, I know, like fluoro fucking over the top thing. But like you didn't do that. You but guys the, went there and it was like yeah. it was almost an homage to how dark it was. Totally, and that's what I mean. Like when we pulled up at that one location that uh, that the monument that that um, raised a few eyebrows, there was nobody there. Mm-hmm. Not in a car forever. We were there for thirty minutes, in and out. It was freezing cold, fucking snowing. The bit, bit of, um, bit of rain. It was a bit like sloppy, and and it was a crazy spot where we were in at half. And we didn't at the time. We knew it, it it had a monument. All the monuments kind of have a dark past in a certain mm. way. But, um, but don't you build a monument to like? Yeah, but we got a bit cherish of cherish like, those people. Oh, and, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, totally. That, like, isn't what I mean. that what it's for? It's it's almost like we we thought of it as like a positive. Yeah, like a positive. Like, oh, this happened here. Yeah, moving forward, this is the positive movement. But um, yeah, you know, like you said, people just you're apparently in control of how what you do makes other people how it makes them feel. Dude, I said uh, one of my mates, Callum, he helped me do some of the work in here. Yep. And we were talking. He's like a um, like a quiet, introverted sort of guy. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about um, like saying the wrong thing to somebody. Yeah. And I'm like. Can you say the wrong thing? Like, you can yeah. obviously be a cunt. 
Like, yeah. That's for sure. You yeah. can, you know what I mean? Like that, let, let's just clear that up. But if someone in just general conversation, if you're being yourself, yeah. again, authentic, you're yeah. being authentic, you're like, I mean, dude, I say shit that pe- would piss people off all the time. <laughs> yeah. But like, who doesn't? But like, fuck, that's me. And I'm yep. sorry. And I'm not out here trying to play the field and make everybody yep. like me because yeah. it's, I could have you and someone sitting right there yep. and I could say one thing and you take it totally different ways. Yeah. So it, with, with that you, with people knowing that that's the case, you can't fucking win. You like, can't win. In that situation, you're going to piss you somebody off, anything. aren't you? Yeah. yeah I know. So it's like, what is this offended thing? And I think that yeah. being offended, unfortunately, is a choice. It's yeah. the choice of the person. And yeah. it's just a perspective. It's a positive or a negative. And that's the thing too. Like, if you're offended, well, turn away. Just turn away. Like, but it's the people now that just love to be keyboard warriors and, or, you know, or just maybe their life's so fucked. They don't, they want to raise fucking a shit show about nothing just because but anyway mm. it's anyway we've moved on from it fuck it let's talk about something else yeah what else do you want to talk about <laughs> what what was your last crazy trip because oh michael I, crawley <laughs> goes on crazy fucking trips <laughs> with crazy fucking people oh the last trip that was pretty fun um i was in la 10 days ago and went home for my friend's birthday we just did four days in and out and um damn it, it was fucking pretty fun um Went over there. I I got there on Thursday. Left on Monday night. Got there Thursday night. Left Monday night. It was nuts. Um, yes, went there for his birthday. Um, Mr. Nick Solomon. We went and had a good time in Hollywood. And then uh, Saturday night, went ended up downtown LA with Nick Oliveri from Queens of the Stone Age. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He played downtown. Had a bit of a crazy night down there. Um, he played at this little bar. It was pretty, pretty wild. And then... Um, on the Monday, I went to um, recording studio. Oh fuck yeah! We were talking about this before. Yeah, yeah dude. With uh, hey, with uh, Kerry King from Slayer, and uh, just jamming. They a Slayer's tour in Australia um, next month, so I went and caught up with him and his wife, and just watched him. Just he was just like a practice session. He was just fucking jamming, sitting there watching Kerry King uh, play Angel that's of Death, like, and that's like sitting where the photographers sit at Pipeline. Dude, I was honestly like from here to like that, the corner from Kerry and I was like sitting there, my buddy was with me, whose who's birthday I was there for and he's into hip hop so he was fucking hating it. But um, I was just there just like, oh my God, like watching Kerry just sitting there like with this fucking, fucking big flying V just fucking ripping into like Angel of Death and shit. I was just like, oh my God, like That's full so like sick. grommet moment, you know, like high school, like, Slayer Like I was fucking loving it It was pretty awesome How did I you flew. meet those guys? Um, I, I threw Kat Von D Like uh, she's okay. best friends with those guys And um, yeah. uh, Kerry was on tour with Slayer last year And um, so And my wife was in Australia here So I ended up being Kerry's wife Aisha's date to Kat's wedding and Ah we, that's yeah, right Yeah so And then we just get on the house on fire She's fucking hilarious So um yeah, she's coming out with them for the last Slayer tour. They're doing Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne. So, um, yeah. You're, you're going to go like around. I'm going. For, I'm doing the whole tour with uh, them, yeah. It's going to be fun. I'll, I'll have to, I need to come. you got to come. River Stage, myself. Brisbane. Yeah, fuck. They're doing it's, River Stage. It's going to be sick. Yeah, okay. I'll come to that. So, yeah, come up. It's going to be fun. Dude, how was the Kat Von D wedding? Because I follow her on Instagram. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, but it looked incredible. Dude. Oh, dude. It was so amazing. She um, seems like a fucking brilliant human. Mate, she's honestly like we've been friends for a, a lot of years now, and she is one of the nicest people ever. And um, 
yeah, the wedding was just fucking next level. She had everyone stay at the Mondrian and um on Sunset. Mm. Like everyone stayed there. It was fucking next level. And um yeah, we had like these buses come and pick us up and take us to the Beverly Hills Hotel. So she had uh where the ballroom is at the Beverly Hills Hotel, she'd restructured it into two rooms, had it rebuilt out. Dude. And so one was a full white room with like candles, white shag pole carpet, all done up, like smoking cocktails come like it was just next level and then into a full red room and the it was red like wedding. the red wedding and it was just like oh it was fucking mental like we were all um yeah we were all just at well just at this table just everyone was going mad and uh, we had like you know the dude from the music and like uh, playing heaps of crew like the amazing tunes like a, it was a full production but so fun like not cheesy not corny yeah. but like fucking epic just like there was sometimes when you put that much effort into a wedding yeah. you're so stressed that you don't actually enjoy the wedding yep. see so, like there was no partners allowed like my wife wasn't invited really no nah, no partners like yeah. friends like and um like Bear Margera was out I think his partner was even invited yeah right and so it was like 120 people and um yeah no partners what what do you reckon the thinking is behind that I think that because um they know so many people too and it wouldn't have been I was cheap. gonna say then that's like I mean it just would have probably blown it out yeah. to like, you know, all more and then um like no kids and that. it was just like individual people. So but it was fuck it was awesome, mate. And like, that's kinda cool though, because then you've gotta like see who else you know and you're like, Oh, you should be my date, you know yeah, what I mean? That's what I mean. Well Kerry was on tour, but um like and so he wasn't there. So Aisha, his wife was my date and we and all the Slayer management and we had the best fucking time. Like, um, other friends like um, Andrew Stewart is a photographer. Yeah, we all just went, had the best time. Like it was fucking amazing. Does she, do you talk to her about like business sort of stuff as well? Because like- A little bit. She's in a, not like a similar space, but yeah. in terms of like creating a brand that's like very her yeah. and- Capital like, D Beauty, yeah. Yeah, I feel like you guys have a... You're on a similar <clears throat> wavelength in terms of, like, what you're trying to achieve in yeah. with the brand. Yeah, like, we, we speak a lot about, like, product... Or, and or when I'm developing stuff, like, I'll send her, like, photos or I'll send her, like, a um, like when I get samples. And I'll just make her one-offs. Like, you mm. know, and we've almost, like, went to do a Cat Von D for Valley thing. And she's just so busy with her thing. Like, it's almost like she couldn't... Unless she can give something, like, 100%. She won't yeah. do it, you know. So she's so busy with like Cat Von D beauty. She's done Cat Von. She started Cat Von D shoes, and she just had a uh, a child and just mm. got married. So like her schedule is just next level. So I'm just like I just let her do a thing for the moment, and then if it happens on the track, it happens on the track. But yeah, we talk about yeah. She's the same as me, you know. Like she mm. just fucking just full tilt. Like all she has a tattoo shop and when I go to a house up in Hollywood, she's just always like drawing, sketching, like designs, like new lipstick things, like palettes. Like she's Ooh. fucking, she's amazing. What are you like? Cause I've been thinking about this shit a little bit more now that I'm, cause how old are you? I'm 39. Yeah. So I just turned 30 last, last year yep. in July. And I'm like, I find myself not wanting to travel as much, but then I still do like, yeah. I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm like torn, eh? Yeah. Cause like, I'm getting like, get like that. Like I, I've been home for like, this is the lot. Well, I was home for two months. That's like the longest time I've been home. I think in like four or five years. Yeah. And it was all good to be home for like the summer. But then now I'm just like, okay, let's go. Yeah. It's just, just to have to. Yeah. You kind of get that pull, eh? Just to rejig and or just like, and just go and see stuff, you know, go just go and be more inspired than get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. That's why I think I love LA. Like we're, we're, I'm out of here in, um, 
I think four weeks or four and a half weeks from today to the, the States again for a month, like New York, LA, Miami, back to LA and home. And it's just so good. You just get so inspired like yeah. by just, I don't know, the city, the people, go to art galleries or just, just people, just, I don't know, just the energy of those places. I feed off the most, I think. Dude, New York, for real, has a vibe. Like, bro, I... uh, One of the things I regret the most in my life is I got the opportunity to move to New York. Yep. And I was with... Didn't do it. I was with my ex-girlfriend and she just didn't want to move. And then I was... I wanted to move. And, like, looking back now, I did want to move. Yeah. But I made a lot of reasons in my head of why I shouldn't move. Yep. And, like, I'm really disappointed that I... Yeah. That I be, but, I mean, fuck, I don't know. That could have completely changed the yeah. direction of my life. And as I sit here Slide right now I'm talking to you, yeah. I'm frothing on my life. <laughs> yeah. So, it's like... Same. You know what I mean? So, yep. but that experience... I will always have that thought in the back of my head because new york is one of those places where you get off the fucking plane and like you don't have to be at the top of the rockefeller center you don't have to be in central park you don't have to be at any of the monuments in new york you just have to be on that fucking island man when your two feet are planted on new york city you're fucking charged up it's crazy ground up dude like it's it's so bizarre (laughs) it's funny because like uh, the last two years we've been there we do this um, booth vision expo it's like this huge mm. optical show you know and we're uh, I think we're probably one of the only Australian brands that would do it I think maybe yeah a couple maybe Sunday somewhere and Key or something but um, anyway so we've done it the last couple of years and I never do the show <laughs> I always just go out all night partying hanging out with like friends and just in shooting photos around the city going to galleries with my kids and and uh, yeah, one of our sales guys, Blake, he's moved on. He's gone traveling with his girl in Europe. So I've got to do the show this year. Oh. And Tanil's like, she's like, mate, you can't. You are gonna you, struggle. She's like, you can't go out till like five in the morning to be at the show at seven. Because, but I'm like, okay. But I, I said to my mate today, I'm like, it's so hard because the yeah. energy there and like. There's a crazy band. You don't know on. you're out till five. You don't, York. man. No. And it's like, like fuck. We flew in a day early because we're taking taking my little guy to go see LeBron play. Oh, dope. Lakers are playing Knicks, and he's like a crazy NBA fan. So yeah. we're flying in a day early to go catch that game. I said, see, look, we're already flying in for an NBA game, and then there's like, oh, there'll be like bands every night, or DJs, and like it's just the energy in New York mm. is just so captivating. Like you said, you just don't feel like bedtime. You're like, no, I'm good. Yeah. It's ground up, bro. Like, it's literally yeah. like as soon as How you cool feed is it? it. Yeah. And there's the coolest thing about New York too is like the the suburbs change. Yeah. So dramatically. Yeah. Like, you yeah. can be in Brooklyn. Yep. And it's got... Brooklyn has a vibe. Totally. It's got totally a, different. It's like, it's like going from Melbourne to fucking Cairns in a... <laughs> In like, but the space of like a Cro- kilometer across the river, across yeah. the Hudson, you're like over a kilometer. You, it's, it's like totally this whole different, different world. And yep. the the coolest thing too, and LA is a bit like this. And yep. it's like if you are on like Fairfax and La Brea yep. in Hollywood, yep. you're getting a vision into like the next six months. Yeah, of pretty what much. everybody will be doing. Yep. Like if you look at like you'll walk down La Brea or you walk down yep. Fairfax and you'll see a guy and you're like he's fucking dressed kind of cool yep. then you go to that same spot three months six months later that's the norm and then you've got to hunt out like the next dude yep. but New York is that on a whole different level yep. it's York's like 
every fucking way you like you don't know what to look at yeah and you don't know like it's what's so, coming from yeah, that because there's so many people to everyone is just so comfortable in their own stays like i got a buddy down there he has a store called the cast chucky and he, he makes these leather jackets and but he's a full-on rocker like he's a singer in a punk band his chick's the bass player no like yeah they it. fucking like they live it and they they just they you swear they lived in cbgb like on bowery they fucking like that's their they it's like they're in costume the whole time like yeah. that but that's their lifestyle and, and no they, one looks at them different fuck no mate no. they the kids he got two girls called mickey and johnny like they just that's them and yeah. I love it that they just are so true authentic yeah that's them and they're not gonna change no. ever till the day they die and dude the coolest the like another cool thing with New York too is like you look and you're like you're in a, a 900 square foot apartment yeah and like dude so Jay and Patrice Jay my, my uh, business partner from America fucking yep. legend and um like they moved there and yep. that's where I that's that's pretty much where like fucked our whole relationship yeah. up was like me not moving basically yeah and uh in terms of business we're still good friends yeah but like dude 900 square meter or oh, sorry square feet. square feet uh apartment maybe less and they got a german shepherd and they oh, make it happen and isn't like that crazy? you just see like everywhere it's you so go it's so common, like man. there's a chick walking 300 great names and like everywhere it's, it's fucking like, wild. everyone does everything like mm. i stayed in an airbnb there once and yeah. um I was like kind of going in and we had the place and this dude had fucking surfboards everywhere. Yeah. And I was like, where the fuck do you surf, dude? And he's like, Jersey, bro. Hurricane swells. Oh, we, yeah. Lo- uh, I've been we- out to, Lo- um, to Long Beach. Is it Long Beach? Yeah. Yeah, they have Long, Long Beach. Beach and it was pumping. Like absolutely and pumping. And freezing. Freezing. Yeah. yeah. But pumping. We didn't but surf yeah, that. these dudes are like, he's like, yeah, man, I just get on the subway and yeah, I, single I train, like, you single train out there. Yeah, he's like, I have my wetsuit and my hoodie and my gloves and my booties and it's in my backpack and a towel. And this dude's just like on the subway with his surfboard yep. and listening to music. And the last time I was in New York, I was there for President's Cup, the golf tournament. Yep. Dude, I was actually sitting like 40 meters from Trump. No way. Yeah, it was, <laughs> bro, it was like, dude, it was so heavy. So we're at, uh, we're pretty good base with ricky fowler yeah so we were there with like the red bull crew and yep. he's a red bull athlete so we we're hanging with the whole u.s team the whole week <laughs> and uh so anyway we're sort of like they they smashed the the rest of the world so it's america versus the rest of the world for yep. president's cup and they smashed them so fowler was actually it, it just it, it just worked out perfect that he had the winning putt for the whole comp <laughs> right so we sort of worked it out like what were the birdie holes what were the par holes like we're like roughly he should get this done on the 16th like with the way that it's going yeah so we went to the uh 16th and mike pincus from pga hooked us up got us in this like vip (laughs) like actual pga booth that's so dope then we see this fucking chopper there like flying over like the presidential fucking holy shit maybe I don't know if it was a US... I can't remember if it was a US one or if it was just Trump's one. Yeah. Because he's got his own as well. Yeah. So anyway, fucking... Dook, 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 Jeez, that wouldn't be much comes. of a headache for the fucking Secret Service, wouldn't it? Bro, that's what I was about <laughs> to say. Like, there was... So all of a sudden... And they're just in plain sight. Like, they're not yep. fucking hiding. Just snipers everywhere. The whole... Surrounded this whole thing. And then it was... We were separated. Like, I wasn't sitting ne- like in the yep. same thing. But the next thing over was like for him. So we're here and then Trump's there and 
fuck it was like a surreal experience like i bet i can't i can't remember like how long he would have been in office for it couldn't have been too long yeah but um yeah so anyway dude snipers secret serve like fuck. the whole vibe just went like from <laughs> we're about to win the president's cup to just like really serious oh, fuck. and then like yeah it just was it was just like this real imagine that part that final part dude yeah and then so ricky has like this part he ends up draining the part and then uh yeah obviously they win and yep. and fucking it goes off sort of thing <laughs> but like dude it was weird and then the weirdest part of it though was trump went out and gave like this speech and he like handed the team the winning trophy and it was just like i was just like this guy's a fucking idiot <laughs> like, like i just couldn't just Not hard to figure that one out but like he was just sitting there he was like I play a lot of golf golfers oh oh so talented these golfers man I can tell I just cannot tell you how hard golf is these guys whew, what a tough game and just like, <laughs> like and we're all looking at each other and just going is this for this real is president like is this a fucking G up yeah. this cunt is seriously sitting here telling us how fucking you think it's all made off the tonight show it was, <laughs> yeah like fully ripping it it was so but he is a parody of yeah, himself really totally but like yeah it was a bizarre exp- so yeah there you go that's a fucking New York thing it is like man. that shit's only happening in New York it's crazy huh yeah on. but it's crazy I was in like, New- when I was in New York last time it was so weird I was with a mate and we are in this um, fucking bar so blind and um I was, and we were just sitting there having a drink next minute dude straight across the bar for me fucking ice cube and I was no. like I was like yes I tell me so- you spoke to him oh I did I was like having a walk down I was like ice cube what's going on <laughs> and I was like sorry mate don't mean to pep you I was like how's it going he's like hey man like he was sweet I was like have a good one check you later just shook his hand I was like I'm out of here I didn't know what to say and I was like ice cube Who's how's it going that? oh that's so funny. <laughs> my mate's sick. like you're a fucking idiot it was pretty funny though Dude, I feel like when you're an Aussie in the States though you kind of just get like if you're not a fuckhead Aussie yeah. you kind of just get a free pass with yeah, like totally. basically anyone they'll be like yeah, if you're cool like, yeah. yeah if you're cool yeah if you carry on you'll get fucking you'll know about it yeah but I feel like you can pretty much walk up to anyone as an Aussie and be like hey mate hey, what's going big on? fan like fucking good on you sort of thing yeah and it's like maybe it's the accents dis- disarming I or something I think so like yeah, it's a little bit like a shh yeah but fuck Ice bad. Cube Ice dude. Cube that was pretty funny random yeah yeah. Ice Cube's a fucking G it was when uh, I remember when NWA got the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame oh. it was that weekend so they were there for that mustard yeah dude that movie was fucking it's good straight out of Compton that was a good, good right? like yeah. the fact that his son could play him so well it's insane could you imagine being Ice Cube and having your son play you in a movie that was done like what actually let's fucking go back a bit can you imagine how nervous he was oh. that his son was gonna play him he would've been freaking if he sucked at that role he would've got <laughs> fucking pam bro could you imagine that preschool huh dude that yeah. would've been heavy yeah fucking earth definitely off, <laughs> he did pretty good but like but then I guess that's like a good metaphor for like get it just getting outside your comfort zone because it's on the back side of those risks yeah where you just don't want to make the jump no like how good would it have felt to see his son yeah been slaying that he, he hard killed it and did that. such a yeah. good job yeah it was a sick movie it's mental yeah fuck were you like a big rap dude back in the day or you've always been pretty metal eh? uh pretty metal like i've always loved like rock stuff mm. but i like it i kind of like a bit of everything what did you grow up on though acdc 
Yeah, okay. I went to ACDC, ACDC for my 10th birthday. <laughs> Razor's Edge tour. No Sydney shit. Entertainment Center. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. How many times have you seen him? Uh, like four or five. Uh, four or five. I've taken my son twice. Really? Yeah, was How old sick. was he when he went to his first one? Four. That's fucking hectic. And then six, I think. Four and six, yeah. At six, you know what's like, crazy? My, a- my friends... Um, Mate, uh, his name is Angus, which is weird enough. Yeah, we're in New York, and he hooked up with his chick, and um, her name's Erin, and we're in we're in this bar in Lower East Side, and she's like, blah blah blah. It's like, oh yeah, my dad's in a band. I'm like, what's the band? She's like, oh, ACDC. No, Cliff Williams' daughter, the bass player. I'm like, what the fuck? And we've been friends for years, so she fully hooked us up. And we got backstage passes, really? got to take Dash down to meet. Um, Cliff and the band it was fucking epic we went to Eddie Had in Melbourne it was fucking actually the last show ACDC ever played in Australia really yeah dude my parents like we grew up in Cairns <clears throat> I can't remember what it man maybe it was like 99 or something yep it was like somewhere maybe even a little bit sooner I was begging my parents to take me I think A-A-C-D-C, I was 12 yeah. fuck I loved them mum and dad but were just like fuck all that we are yep. going like yep. it's funny when you're 12 yeah you don't know that like mum and dad are going mate we're gonna get fucked up and then we're gonna stay <laughs> in a hotel and we're gonna fuck like animals we are leaving you little savages at home <laughs> but like now that um because i was thinking about that maybe like just yesterday that my mum would have been like i would have been probably like i guess six or yep. eight when like now yeah and I don't I'm not even looking after myself <laughs> but like when I think about some of the stuff that my yep. dad would say like that ACDC concert and shit dude that's like a crazy one we're saying like right now um, the age I am my chick went to my dad's 40th really he was 16 yeah no shit yeah so you had super young parents yeah yeah so yeah when we were 16 my chick was at his 40th and I was like that is fucking weird man that's sick though yeah it's pretty good do you, how did that like <clears throat> how did that mold you you reckon to like be the dude you are now because you're a unique person <clears throat> yeah I've been out of home since I was 16 so I've been self-sufficient and independent since I was 16 yeah so which has been good I think because I think that's where you get that drive from too like when I started Valley you know like um, you have to make it you gotta make it you know yeah. you can't you can't just give it up like we've never um, my, my, my buddy uh, invested money in us like we did this together um, me and Matt Grippo and and me him and Tineal have started it since then so we've had, had no one else come in we've had no bank loans we mm. the money that we started with we just kept reinvesting you know in the last six years to get to this point where we are now we have no silent partners we have so we're self-funded it's fucking crazy and you think some of that came from like I think just having from, real young parents and like I think so I think like um, just you know, I never got on with it with them, so I moved out on my own. I was pretty independent oh. at a young age, so I was just a stubborn little bastard that didn't take no for an answer. So I just, I just think that that instilled that drive in me to not fucking give up. And if we're gonna do something, I was never gonna let it beat me, you know. Yeah. So, and it's even like when I started Valley, it was like um, out of losing my job and and yeah. um, someone asked me what I was doing, and it was just me really fucking talking shit saying. I don't you know I've started a Sunny's company and I hadn't started anything so and then I was like oh fuck I've told someone I've started a Sunny's company fuck I've got to do it now okay no turning back full steam ahead let's go accountability is a motherfucker though yeah it's good though it's like no it's, it's yeah, fucking I love really it. good yeah. like I think that 
that's like one of the things that I haven't spoken about on here for a while, but like at the start when I did this podcast, yep. accountability is probably the reason that I kept doing it. Yeah. Because I did it and I didn't like same thing with yeah. you. Like I didn't even really think that it was going to be a thing, Yeah, but I felt like because I'd started it, yeah, I had to finish it in yeah, a way, sure. but this is a thing that doesn't really stop. But like, exactly. But then I found out, like, I think my life has got better on a day-to-day basis because of doing the podcast. Yep. Because there's an accountability. Yeah, there's people sure. that expect it. There's people that like it. Yeah. There's people that watch it. There's messages I get from people where like, yeah. that really helped me. Like, dude, the messages I got about your podcast before it got taken down yeah. were just like, you blew the minds of like Sweet. That's tens cool, of thousands of people. You that's know, awesome. like, I still get people saying, like, Crawley was my favorite episode. Oh, fuck, that's cool. Which is rad. <clears throat> yeah, well, that's the same as me with um, <clears throat> with the thing with Valley, man. Like, I, like I was saying to you before about, you know, how I've seen so many people start other mm. eyewear brands around where we are. It doesn't bother me one bit. Like I said, I wish them all the best, but I'm like, that's the same as me. I have the accountability. I have, like, 12 staff now in my office that mm. I have to pay wages to every week. And uh, my fucking bass and monthly tax that goes out every month. If you're not moving products, my man, yeah, and you got cash flow fucked. issues, you are fucking donezo gazamas. Welcome yeah. to reality. Yeah. Slap. Yeah. You know, so you've got to be, like I said, it's like, it's such a, um, it's a credit to the team we have around us and to, and to everyone involved in what we do because it's a, um, that authenticity, telling stories and creating amazing product and creating a brand with backbone and depth and direction and unique direction mm. is what keeps the money coming through the, through the doors. It keeps the, you know, keeps the lights on. And, and it, we, know, dude, we were speaking about it before the podcast that like, so with Ricky, cause she's a makeup artist. Yeah. She's on YouTube. Every fucking thing you do yeah. gets criticized and Critiqued, pulled apart, yeah. but by people that know what they're talking about. And yeah. granted, there are some people that have no fucking idea and yeah. I really have no place commenting on anything. Yeah. But you get people like Ricky, like she fucking knows her shit when yeah. it comes to makeup. And so, like, when she puts out a YouTube video or when she watches, like, a channel she's subscribed, like, when you're making a product now, there's nowhere to fucking hide. (laughs) There is nowhere to hide. Like, there is nowhere to hide on the internet. I know. And that's, mate, that's what I'm saying. It's good, though. It's good. It'll, it'll, um, it'll put the, you know, the leaders from the followers will, will, um, subside, you know, and you'll see, like, you know the longevity of someone that's creating a shitty product or telling a shitty story is not going to last you know because like you said it's so transparent now you can't you you can't hide you can't hide anymore Mm. and i think a lot of brands that were around in the 80s and 90s that did survive would not survive in this day and age because it's there is you know people are so brutal with um product criticisms if you make a shitty product or if you have something that falls apart or if you have something that's returned every two seconds um reviews online and people on social media will fucking know in a heartbeat you know so your product has to be on point your story has to be on point your customer service has to be on point your returns policy has to be on point or you're fucking or you're over quick it's crazy you have to run a really fucking tight ship dude we bought a blender just before (laughs) and like we're at the good guys and we got straight on fucking google yeah and and like first thing we were like breville fucking mixmaster 10,000 or whatever it was and it's like 4.8 stars out of 5 and we were like sold 
Yeah. If that had a dog shit review, you totally. just don't fucking buy... Well, yep. perfect example, like that AC unit. There was one... Yep. Of, uh, there was... I've done a thousand trips to Bunnings in yep. the last fucking <laughs> five days. But uh, there was uh, aircon they had there. They just had yep. one unit. And I'm like... A bit sus. Mm, I'm like, if yeah. you've got one product, like competition means... Maybe this was a little sale item someone yeah, dished you for a little yeah, special. Yes. Yeah. So I like Googled and the reviews just weren't good, like instantly. Mm. And uh, then I just, I didn't even look twice at it. Yeah. So like, it's fucking... It's, it's true, super huh? super powerful. Like you cannot and hide. I think too, like with, with our stuff, especially with your online business, like you can't... <clears throat> we have so much repeat business, which is insane. We have one chick in Hawaii, I think I was told you. Yeah. She spent 28000 on her own. On, on Sunny's online one chick on you, just your brand I just on on our website valleyeyewear.com 28,000 I can show you on my phone right now shout out I, to her what a fucking yeah, savage that's crazy I'm not going to tell you that I know her name yeah, obviously yeah, and I've got another guy in Los Angeles um, he spent 700 bucks last night he's sitting at 13,000 right now so clearly there's nothing wrong with the product because he spent so much and even the girls in the warehouse know his name and know like that our we have like about 10 or 15 crew that are up between like 6,000 and above that's bizarre it's crazy 200 bucks a piece plus like it's sick though it's like epic. fucking good on it's it. like they've got like they've got this little cult following you know and it's it's amazing. I sent him little gifts and stuff. Like today, his parcel went out and I had a, I made a pair of frames that never made it to production, limited edition, like colorway. And I chucked it in his parcel with a hand note saying, hey, thanks. His name's Ulysses. I was like, thanks, Ulysses. Hope you had a great day, mate. Thanks again for your purchase, Legend. Hope to get, when are we going over next? I'm going to try and take him out for dinner. Dude, see, that's fucking cool about where we're <clears throat> at in yeah. society too. Yeah. You know, like that you can see that guy he yeah. stands out yeah and you can be like hey man I fucking appreciate dude, you want me to show you this dude right now yeah yeah dude it's fucking, fucking crazy it. it's yeah. it's sick uh, like we have get, you got like, service in here uh yeah really I think so fucking pull me up I did I did before but um yeah it's just good like I get so stoked on that people that loyalty and that, yeah. that you know like people that you gotta appreciate a man and, and yeah. like without them you're fucked dude uh, you know man I've been more and more and more and more and more I've been thinking about like this this podcast means a lot to me now yeah. because of the people that listen like it's twofold right yeah totally so yeah. like and we said this before like yeah. we're friends now like we've yeah, only ever spoken on text before yeah. we did the first podcast first podcast yeah so I was like a couple of texts hey man yeah what's the address blah 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 sit down rant, rant him have a yeah. three hour combo give me a look it's at this loading thing. up yeah this is the dude Ulysses should we give him a, like a shout out or did you just tell it's yeah probably just because of the money thing um yeah, yeah I don't or would know. he love it I don't know he might be a bit yeah no nah, yeah. right. we don't have to show his name but, but um I'm fucking stoked I, on this I'm stoked on this video it's loading bad reception here yeah, but, the dungeon. but all these photos are like all in valleys like because um, you repost a lot of customer stuff I too. do yeah just because it's kind of like if they do a good job and you know what's cool too though is that like people um they sort of like they will post in your style yeah which and, I like and I see it too where they yeah. I think that they see like our they um, try and keep the it look consistent. and feel they yeah, keep it consistent yeah. so they, they get on and even though too if I repost on the stories whatever they get so pumped mm. and I just I write them always write them little notes saying hey thanks you know we appreciate everything like fuck you know you're only as good as, you, as your customer base yeah. without your, your customers you're donezo so and we're genuine when saying that not that we want your money we're like fucking thank you like yeah. how cool you know awesome yeah and it does like it's the same man like I try to reply to everyone 
with that, that messages. Yeah. Um, it's a hard one, yeah. It gets hard, though. Fuck. Yeah. And I get then, ones in, like, Italian and, like, you got, i got to get it on Google, Google Translate. Translate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Google Translate's the yeah. shit for that. Tenille's, like, laying in bed at, like, 4.30 in the morning. She's like, turn that light off. Like, Dude, I get it yeah. from Rick, too. But, like, yeah. I, I, I get it from Rick if I'm scrolling. Yeah. But if I'm answering DMs and comments, yeah. she's, like, well, she actually asked me to do it because she'll see, like, when I'm on my phone, it'll say, like, 350 under, like, yep. requests. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I, I actually set aside time where I'm like, I'm going to do some DMs. Yeah. So it's like... I always was never a believer in, like, people having, like, a full-time job doing social media. Now bro. Like, 100% it's a full-time job. Just the YouTube chat. Like, we didn't really put that That's much like, effort into YouTube. Now. Yeah. Oh, the reception in here is fucked. We're going to have internet, it's like, like next bar. week. Yeah the dungeon bro it's alright it's a gypsy dungeon anyway, I'll show you after um, but yeah like we um, yeah we, we I sort of said so we got we got uh, proof of monetization so we're yep. actually like making money off ad, off ads now yep and um, before that I sort of was like ah oh, fuck like it takes so much work just to literally do just the iTunes yeah and then just the Instagram is basically a full time job yeah and then this guy I haven't told this story on here so I, I should tell it it's fucking cool so this dude Mick hits me up yeah randomly after like three or four episodes of the podcast yeah and he's like hey man I didn't just finish finishing film school I'd love to meet blah 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 and especially with like the film side like when I was doing all the filming and that yeah I'd have people hit me up all the time about like advice to get in the industry and like I was just like don't fucking do it that's my advice like yep. this is a like I'm not making money yeah out of this and I'm shooting videos that are getting millions and millions yeah. and millions of fucking views like Dude, my the, mate who shoots our stuff shoots fashion stuff they make good coin that's what I mean like this industry sucks yeah. like in, yeah. in moto sort of specific. oh yeah like yeah. in there yeah so like no one has money it's like you're getting it's like the surf industry exactly it's the thing. same yeah. shit and so I'd get all these people that would like hit me up and but for whatever reason dude yeah this guy DM me and I just was like mate maybe he was like one of the first people that even reached out because of the podcast and yep. I was like you know what that's fucking that's cool like yeah. I didn't really I hadn't <laughs> had that before and um, anyway, so I met, I went and just got a coffee with him and like, you know, instantly you can just tell someone's like a fucking good person. Yeah, just genuine. Yeah, just, he, he was just a genuine dude. Yep. So anyway, fast forward to today and he's real. he's basically like a producer on, on the show yep. and he comes and does heaps of shit. And I'm work, like my big push now is to like get him to have a full-time job. Yep. Like even sort of more than me. Yeah. And um because what's happened is like now we can put so much effort into like YouTube and shit. Yeah. But like, dude, straight up iTunes and making clips for Instagram, that was me done. Yeah. The week's over. It's fucked, man. Like it's so, <clears throat> it's so crazy. So gnarly. Yeah. And then to like, then to compound that with like replying to messages and emails. Yeah. And then like, it's, then you get like heavy stuff too. Mm. Like real heavy. Cause it's the same of like the cult following with Valley. Like, yeah. feel like anytime people believe in a brand they de they get attached to that to, that to brand, the brand yeah. and it means something to them and it's yeah. it's it is meaningful like yeah. 
I think because so let's use Valley as an example. Yeah. Like you put your fucking like it's sunglasses. Yeah. Let's not get it twisted. It's not. Yeah. It's not a cure for cancer. Yeah, totally. But it doesn't have to be. Cures your vision, though, mate. We can do some opticals if you can't see properly. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like your yeah. heart and soul. Oh, totally. Your team's heart and soul. Like yeah. Whenever you have a brand that is well executed. Yeah. And really is genuine does come from somebody's heart like this yeah. is on your mind 24 hours a day yeah some part of you goes into that product into yeah, totally. that brand that brand it has its own life yeah and i think it's whether it's a podcast whether it's a sunglass thing yeah so i think that as people that are creating those brands yeah. you have to respect that oh totally and you you, you cherish they, it. they need to know that, that that commitment has to be like next level or it's done so like i said to you before we like we're talking about knowing your customer mm. you know like like we said i was saying to you before like we released a green sunglass yesterday yeah that sold like fucking wildfire overnight like thousands of dollars worth on online sales of a green sunglass like what the fuck and it's like people just love it that's different people come to us for that different shit yeah if like you know Ray-Ban or someone probably brought out a green sunglass they probably couldn't give it away but people that when the, our consumer loves to come to us for different the crazy colors and the silhouettes and the you know the point of difference they want to be noticed in the street for someone that doesn't want to be the same as everybody else and I think that you need to know your consumer and yeah. know that your customer base is fucking happy to be different and you got to embrace it not run away from it dude you know you're fucking so right man that that just made me think of Warped Tour yeah. Did you ever go to a warp tour? Yeah, in the I did US? go to a warp tour, yeah. You go there, bro. That is a melting pot yep. of that's the freaks come out at night. Yeah. And it's it's fucking it's like part tragic, part beautiful. Yeah. But there's a place and it's sad that they've gone away, but there's a place there. They wrapped at, them up now. Yeah, no, I think they're done, dude. Yeah, I think oh. last year was maybe the last one. That's a shame. One. Yeah, I think. I should I wish we could fact check that right yeah. now. But I'm pretty sure. But um it's like I think when you give somebody a home yeah. and it is or like like you didn't create Valley and go I'm gonna target all the fucking weird cunts <laughs> like that wasn't what you did no no not at you all you know what I mean <clears throat> if you yeah. did that it wouldn't hold water yeah exactly but what you did was you just genuinely loved these designs you yeah, wanted to do some something you stuff. wanted some freedom but yeah. then what ends up happening is it's like people then attach themselves to that yeah because they feel a sense of um like rebellion almost or like yeah and that, not rebellion but almost like, like understanding maybe yeah. that like these they get me yeah valley gets me yeah valley totally. gets me they're listening and the people that tag us in like I, on our posts like i look at them all the time you know yeah. or like they'll i'll go through them or their hashtag valley on their social and i'll, I'll flick them through it and the demographic of people is quite consistent mm. you know what i mean so like so I was saying, um, like 85% of my customer base is females between 24 and 35. And um, fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So like I've, I've already de um, designed my range for this year is already hanging up in our office ready to go for this year. And um, I did it last year, just fucking charged it. Just like just got a influx of, I don't know, creative juices and yeah. felt, felt it and did a whole range. And usually... The, this time every year I would start designing for summer <clears throat> like I've got a pretty good turnaround time I know what we need to do and can get it done but it's I had it sampled at the end of last year and the entire range I've got like it's almost enough for two years 
Really? Two so collections. You just got, you just got fucking backlog and just went mad. And um, with everything from metals, combos, acetates, just guys, girls. But it's like, it's targeted at our target market. And it's fucking, it's some of the best work I've ever done. And like I was saying, so I went back, to, I had time off with the kids over Chrissy and went back to work. And I said, everyone you was took like, like two months off, right? Two months off. Yeah. December 7th till I didn't go back to work till the 1st of February. And, um, but my whole range was hung up. I'm ready to go for the year. Done. Organized. Like after six years, I guess you figure out, you know, mm. what, I don't know. It's the most organized we've ever been. And it's the best, it's the best work we've ever done. It's, I think you get to a point where like, you know, when athletes talk about like flow state and shit. Yeah. Like you might just be in this patch of like, so fucking comfortable yeah. with who you are so comfortable with who Valley is yeah and like you know who Valley is like you yeah. said you know your demographic maybe you just hit this zone of like really having the confidence yeah. to f- just go this will fucking work yep. and then that 100% uh, that did. like gives you freedom like I fucking yep. know this will 100% work. like at the end of last year like I just got to yeah, it was a total confidence where I was like fucking boom I, I, we need this in the range bang 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 design that up yep sample that put that aside for a day think about it come back reassess the design okay make some changes then send that off to the factory for a prototype stage boom 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 send it all through and out of out of like I think I sent like 17 styles through um, and I think we cut one out really yeah because it's kind of like making an album bro yeah it's fucking crazy and it's like some you'll get some and even some on the sketches like i did two yeah. that are similar the one that we cut out i did two that were similar it sounded good when we were recording yeah it, and but, i showed the yeah. girls in the sales team i showed them the two sketches and they're like oh that's too fucking crazy and this one was a little more tame a little more pulled back got the samples in the crazy one and that's fucking amazing that shit get rid of it yeah i was like but on the drawing you told me it was fucked but then it came through in the flesh i think it's just that confidence too of going boom boom now we've got everything and now there's no pressure so now we've got all the product for the year i can focus on telling better stories about those products yeah and delivering it for the entire year like boom and we had that succession plan last week of how we're going to do it it's so fucking exciting dude i think that um you know you hear somebody say like oh i can't pull that off yeah i don't know if that's a real thing i think it's a i think it's purely confidence like there's something that happens yeah when like fisher yeah that cunt can pull (laughs) what the fuck could he not pull off bro parker was talking to me about that today actually what could he not pull off parker said to me today he goes you know life's fucking weird when fisher is like one of the biggest djs (laughs) in the world and the hazards can make a clothing brand worth nearly 10 million (laughs) dollars he goes what the fuck is the world coming to and i was like what are we all doing i go that's a valid point mate dude it's it's fucking like that cunt can do whatever the fuck he wants yeah but not because he's got this perfect bone structure not because he's got this flawless beauty it's because he don't give a fuck i know he's living his fucking best life and when you look at him it doesn't matter whether he's got fucking dora the explorer backpack with those green valleys on yeah it doesn't matter what he's not cool yeah but he's so like to himself yep. and he don't give a fuck he no. thinks everything he's doing is rad yep. and then because of that he genuinely believes yeah. it it is fucking rad it is like yeah. it's good and i think that there's might be a parallel between what you're feeling when you're designing these glasses and yeah. you're doing this range <clears throat> is like you just 
know in your own heart that it's yeah. good and because it's so like you believe it's it's yeah. like you believe it so it's true yeah that's just the thing if you have like a good happy like if you're happy and you have a good head space like and you're just like fucking boom we're doing this it's like go say like if I was to go back or if I say if I was at work in January I was like oh my god I've got a fucking Dude, design arranged yeah. for the year fuck I've got a deadline fuck fuck you'd make something that was probably half-assed yeah. but if you got a thing on fuck we've got no deadline what if we did boom 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 did this 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 and this like it's fucking crazy um, yeah I can show you some shit on the phone yeah, actually yeah, I'll I'll fucking love to I'll come yeah. into the office yeah come in away. yeah it's, it's fucking mental and um, yeah it's just having that happiness of just on that just fuck it's such a game changer yeah and just like yeah like um, I've seen some other stuff crew were doing that's coming out and I'm just like it's good for you but um yeah that's not our deal that's not yeah i'm so excited for what we've got coming it's like i think we're in the best spot we've ever been in we had a couple of um things happen last year that that were challenging for us as a brand and um we pushed through it which was like fucking an achievement within itself and we're just tracking to probably have the best year of we've ever had so far which is fucking exciting so i can't wait for this year man when you took that two-month break yeah like would you say you're like the CEO of the company? Like, yeah, well, you and yeah. Well, my, my the thing it was just like the my wife was running kind of all the financials and doing all that stuff, and and my business partner was, he helps out a lot. He's amazing, but um, yeah, she just was fucking wigged out. So I had to step in and run all the financials and kind of start making a decision on where the money goes and where it doesn't go and what what it gets spent on and and kind of step up to the plate instead of doing the creative and the designing Only. actually run yeah. run kind of everything which is probably the best thing I've ever done because now I actually fucking worry yeah. about budgets yeah. <laughs> before I was just the fucking spending machine <laughs> but um, but within reason but yeah it's probably been the best thing ever for me as far as um, before I'd, I just hated confrontation or hated dealing with the cash issues and all that stuff but um, that's the biggest challenge in any business you know it's cash flow and you don't have cash you can't buy product you can't make product you can't do marketing so um, yeah it's been the best learning curve year for me in the last eight months it's been I'm a completely different business man than I was a year ago to now and um, our business is in the best position it's been in in six years so taking that break though like yeah, as a CEO of a company we'll use that loosely <clears throat> yeah that's really what you are but like a lot of people wouldn't take that break but I, I but feel you like to, you eh? invested in yourself by taking that break and yep. now on the flip side of it you're seeing the results and the benefits of doing yeah. it right I think it's just good like you still like every day you're on I was still on my phone or whatever and everything but I wasn't like regimented to going, going to office every office, day yeah. and all that stuff and spending time with the kids and going to the beach and and just doing stuff that I enjoyed doing, like music or whatever it was. And um, yeah, just having that separation, coming in with a clear mind and being organized to start into this year and then going in with like a kind of like step back and then go into it. Okay, what? how can we be better at this than what mm. we have been previously? How can we fucking outdo ourselves? And um, yeah, like I shut our office down and got everyone, sat everyone down and went, how can we be the best that we can be? that's fucking cool and um yeah it was fucking great and what was what was wrong what was good how can we do what do we need to implement and we've implemented those things and um yeah it's fucking mate i feel like we're untouchable at the moment to be honest and um and moving forward and you know you learn from your mistakes and yeah hopefully fucking doesn't happen again 
It's crazy though because so I'm going to Vietnam on Sunday. Yep. For ten days or something, and I'm like tripping on going. Like yeah. I, I don't want to go. I want to go, but yep. I don't want to leave. Like yeah. I've just. I haven't even finished this. Yeah. There's so much on the horizon. And it's I'm good like, to clear the mind though, you know? It is like, and I know there's that part of me that knows like, dude, you've gone for 12, bro, 12 months. Yeah. Like this, the first podcast went live January 1st on iTunes last year. Yeah. So it's been fucking da 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 da. We did 56 yep. episodes or something last Crazy. year. And it's like, and I still, I did still like sort of take time. I probably probably invested in myself maybe more than ever with yep. i don't even think i'd started jujitsu when we did the podcast no i don't even think dude that's been like a whole another fucking life that's <laughs> yeah. like honestly been life-changing yeah but i'm at this point now where i'm like i've i'm like dude you're in the groove now of like yeah. working and when you get in this groove like it's a cool thing it's a fucking yep. rad thing to be in that groove of like you can just work every fucking day or yeah but if you don't have foresight to know that like this yeah. is this is temporary like yeah this too shall pass yeah you know sure. like and i i actually thought the other day when we were texting that i'm like dude i need to go crawly on this vietnam thing like i yeah. really i need to give in and be yeah, like i'm good. going on holidays yeah i won't have fucking phone reception like mick's gonna post all the podcasts he's yep. gonna do all that shit and i have to let go but like it's hard to let go, yeah. man. Oh, it is. And that's but the it thing. Extends your, it extends everything. It extends your life. Yeah. Your lifeline. Like, you know, your lifetime, I should say. Um, yeah, it does. Because you just, you'll get fucking... Is we still got some of that? Mm. I think so. We still got a bit. We yeah. got a bit. Here we go. Um, it's fucking wrapped up. Yeah, it's a little wrapped vino. Um, but yeah, like I said to you, it's just... Um, oh, just having that clear head, you know? Like, fucking... And even... Yeah, it's just the whole way that I'm doing things now has changed so much but it's just so much more exciting like I'm just I've come back into it this year just with just like almost like a newfound yeah like a vigor just like more passionate about it just like okay you know I think like in anything you do if you just get so fucking consumed by it Mm. it can just take over and you fucking you'll end up hating it no matter what it is if you don't enjoy what you're doing yeah did you get to that point with like Quicksilver and surfing and shit uh no, not really, because it wasn't mine. So you go yeah, to work. It's like a different. You, you go to work nine to five, you know. But when it's yours and you're you're watching your online sales, fucking twenty four seven on your phone, managing your social media account, and trying to communicate with people all over the world and all that shit, it just it just becomes draining. And then you're dealing with finances and you're checking your bank account and you're seeing how many overdue bills you got, who ha- mm. who hasn't paid you, what you you know, who owes you fucking fifty grand. It's stressful. I think stress is the thing in 2018 that nearly fucking topped me over was the stress. And it was all due to probably finances mm. by taking over the runnings of the business. But um, now I know how to handle that better. I've got a good financial team around me, so that's good. And um, yeah, it's just, it was a real learning curve. Mm. But that's the thing. Stress, I think, is the thing that just fucks everybody. And then you start making shit decisions if you've got a, like I said, like rush designs or yeah we've got a rush of marketing thing like you know we've got a structure now for or we have we've always had structure but I mean, a, a plan for this year where i just i'm not stressed about it i know what timelines are and what we've got to get it done and it's all good dude that's the thing so last well this monday the monday before i fucking yep. popped my ribs out oh, on my left side and i was training and so this whole week so dude the move to burley was basically like i don't give a fuck how much money i make yeah 
I want to make enough money to cover the rent on this place yep. and to be able to just like comfortably live. It's yep. just expenses paid. I don't need to buy that much shit. I yep. got a car. Just, just get a roof over the fucking head. <laughs> yeah. Let's get this year. I want to wake up at six every day yep. and I want to be surfing by 6.15, which yep. is very possible because the beach is 400 meters away. Yep. And I want to be training every afternoon yep. for jiu-jitsu. Yep. And like that was the parameters of like what I wanted. That's yep. why we moved here. That's cool. Eh? And like, and fuck, I did that for two weeks. Or yep. I did that for a week and then I busted my rib. Oh, fuck. And then this whole week I haven't surfed. The waves have been sick. Yeah. And then I haven't trained. And fuck, yesterday I was a piece of shit to yep. every fucking person I know. And like that stress, because this was a stress, like to try and get yep. this ready. Yep. And then like, and like money was just like bad. Like, cause we, it was just like, January, December to January yeah. is like a weird time. It's like, tough, eh? Yeah. Yeah, and then I just I wasn't on top of invoicing, and and yeah. it's all like 2019 contracts, which I haven't really done. So it's yeah. like I got too busy. I was like, no matter what, like the pod, the podcast has to come first of like yep. physically recording it. Like I yep. can't be signing fucking contracts <laughs> before I record shit. Yep. So like that was the that was kind of what consumed me yep. but then by like neglecting that stuff because it's just me yeah by neglecting that then it stresses me out to where i can't do this and then yeah, it's like it's just it's a such a fucking snowballs yeah oh big time man but the whole like not training and not surfing every day thing yep it's just the stress dude like i don't yep. i don't have that outlet yeah for sure and like the surfing thing in the morning to me is like i i don't i'm not a morning person yep but I know that if I text Maddie and go like, oh, we surf in the morning or like any of the boys yep. that we sort of surf with, again, it's accountability. Yeah. It's not me saying by myself, like, ah, oh, I'll surf. And then you're like, ah, eh, fuck, I don't have to get up or whatever. Yep. But if there's like people waiting at the beach for you. Yeah. So to me, the <coughs> surfing. you got to turn up. Yeah. Exactly. It's like me. I like, I have to get out of bed at six, no matter yep. what. And then even a little earlier if I want to make a coffee and shit. Yeah. So then that, and then no, it doesn't matter if the waves are like two foot. Or yep. fucking perfect burly point. Yep. You're out there, the fucking sun shining. Yeah, like happy that's days. a sick way to start your day. Yep. And then for the jujitsu side of it is that there's definitely like a thing where we've lost the need to like the survival instinct yep. that we have is catered for. Yeah. There's no like your daily fucking life, there's yep. no survival threat. Nah. So but in my head by going to jiu-jitsu there's a yeah. survival threat yeah even though like i'm gonna tap and they're gonna stop yeah like motherfucker still choking you and for yeah. whatever seconds that that you're getting choked it kicks in those instincts yeah. of survival and i think that whatever problems i have before i go to training yeah are literally choked out of me yeah and like there's not a night where I go where I don't get fucked up by someone yeah you know what I mean yeah like you might get lucky and have a few dudes you can fuck up or like well you're yep. better than yeah but then third, like you get a minute break in between rounds a minute later you best believe there's a dude that's gonna <laughs> choke the shit out of you and it, it's like that instinct kicks in yeah so it's like I don't know for me it seems like over the last 12 months yeah that was like that balance to like mitigate stress yeah and just for that week i felt so fucking good yeah that's good eh? to to be like like this is like a normal sort of routine yeah because 
yeah it's like you got to know yourself you got to know what what are your stresses yeah. what are your stress releases <clears throat> yeah you for know? sure what, Fuck yeah. what, are, what do you think are your stress releases yeah I've got to get is in the ocean like family time no I've got to get in the ocean like every day pretty much is my thing from surfing or at least swimming you were doing that for a while eh? every yep. day swimming. every day <clears throat> I was doing it for a while yeah and I just kind of stopped it for a bit but yeah like yesterday I just the waves were shitty in the Arvo so I just went swim in the ocean just fucking just get wet you know that's my thing I've just yeah. got to get in the ocean or yeah you start to get grumpy yeah that's it really it's crazy what it's, it does to you though it's weird eh? just the energy of the ocean man you need it you know I think it like maybe it is that survival thing again yeah like that's not our natural yeah element mine's like I just gotta have time by myself to I just mm. I'd like to be alone well, because you're working with your wife every yeah. day, which I found out this week is quite tough to do. <laughs> it's tough. But yeah, my, like, it's fine at work. I can, I've got my own space. I can lock myself away yeah. and be shut off to the, to the, anyone else, which is fine. But um, yeah, I think that's just the thing. You just got to have your own time, which is good. Yeah. But um, yeah. A lot of people, I'm probably guilty of this though, as well as like, I'll not spend time with myself a yeah. lot. Like I'll also like if I do have downtime, no one's around. I'll be like texting someone. I'll be calling <laughs> someone. Yeah, like it is. See, I love going to the fucking beach by myself, or yeah. just like going swimming by myself. I love it. So just like, just like to be left alone a little do bit. Do you have brothers and sisters? I got a sister. Are you close? No. Like, yeah. Okay. So you is it? Are you almost the only child in like that mentality? Kinda. Way? Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yep yeah so that's Completely. probably got something to do with yeah that. it's good I like it that way cause see with me we had I got my brother Maddie and then yep. my sister and then like we're me and Maddie are close age wise yep so there was like my friends are his friends we wear the same yep. fucking clothes <laughs> we like shared bike like so I've really like I've almost grew up with a twin really yeah like we would doing the same, same everything shit. we did was the same yeah the times we even played on the same teams raced the same fucking races <laughs> that's crazy so i don't know i wonder if that's where mm. that then comes for me is like you get so conditioned yeah to being around people yeah yeah that's good even when i get when i travel a lot i travel a lot by myself you uh, do eh? i love it yeah i love it i like going to friends you mm. know what i mean not traveling with friends yeah I like leaving here and going to LA. Like, I love that. That's my thing. Like, okay, gotta go. Check you out. I'll jump on a plane. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, I'm, I'm out. Do you ever have trouble at customs? Um, no, never. Really? I don't. Fuck. I, I, I've been. Yeah, touch wood. <laughs> I've, I always travel with about fifty pairs of sunnies on me, mm. always. And I've been pulled over once, and they're like, what? Because I always travel with the cases. You know, they're all like individual. Yeah. Like in like the. Like, uh, it's like 10 per box like, what are these and like oh, I'm so, I design sunglasses I just have them with me as reference or yeah. they're for friends and they're like I think the sunglass um, thing in the US is like 3% so they just don't oh, bother they're just like oh yeah. fuck just whatever mate go through so I've got nothing to hide but I, I've never had any grief so like I'll be back in a couple of weeks I was there last week and one staff travel too which is a fucking bonus what's that like Virgin friends are hosty, so I go oh. business for like nine eighty return. Suck a dick. I know, but I went over business last time and it was full, full coming back. Had a mat that the four day weekend, massive, massive yeah. weekend, <laughs> and I got stuck next to two grandmas coming home, and I was on the window and I was so fucking parched. Like 
I couldn't get out. They were both passed out, American ladies. They were super nice, but I was just like, oh my fucking God, I can't wake up with these two grandmas. Like, they're donezo. I was hitting the buzzer, like in economy, wedged against the thing, like sweating, just fucking, you know, give me some water. <laughs> and I was going to go, sorry, mate, I can't get out. Can you please bring me some water? And the guy's just bringing me cups of water. Fucking, it was punish. Oh. I went over in the fucking jammies, in the, in the pod, just thinking I was King Kong, came back as a fucking shell oh. and against the window. And, and like, so you're fucking sending it. With the full expectation of being in the pod on the way back, hundred, you were shattered. So shattered. You, shattered. you gotta, you gotta go there in Staffy, like with like a long, like a collared shirt yeah. on, pants, the leather shoes. So like, you dress like a bit of a Derek, and then if you don't get on, you're just like, what the fuck? I did all this for fucking economy, dude. That's what <clears> I was saying before. I didn't finish the story, but I was like, I'd like, I was like, oh, I'm gonna bring some edibles, yeah. on the plane, and um, so I had this lollipop. Yep. And it was a thousand milligrams Fucking and like hell. a normal like what i would take like if i was to have a night in watch a movie and like oh, i'm gonna eat some fucking edibles yep. i'd have like 30 grams oh, 30 milligrams jesus yeah so like this was a it was a thousand milligram lollipop and i was like i'll just wrap this fucker up because obviously you can't buy that shit here yeah i was like i'll just wrap it up and i'll have it here for fucking ever and um Can and then you get that shit in yeah like they do dude was, it's fucking insane but um so because it's just a lolly like it's got yep. no smell it's got no yep. nothing it's just a lollipop and um so anyway then I like I had some before I left because yep. I was like oh, I don't want to eat this edible like fucking while I'm on the plane I'll save it for when I'm home and then so anyway I had some got a little bit paranoid and I'm like fuck I'm like you're paranoid because of this like realize this like this is you like this is the mental thing that you now are involved in so like recognize that this is what it is and be the master of your own fucking brain it's crazy and then i was like no no i'm fucked i'm fucked pulled the lollipop out of my saw a sniffer dog pulled the lollipop out of my fucking bag and just started sucking on this thing and i was like at least if it's like in my mouth like the sniffer dog isn't gonna fucking smell this thing so anyway but the fucking line, bro, I thought I was like pretty close to security. Oh, you fucked. So I thought, I was like, I'll get through in like 10 minutes and then I'll pull this thing out and I, it'll, no problem. So long. But bro, it was like 55 <laughs> minutes and I just was spaced out and I just kept this thing. So I just, the whole thing. So like, it was fucking bad news bears, dude. So anyway, I, I get to, um, I get to sit at the check-in, like uh, the sort of- Where you're boarding the gate. The gate, yeah. yeah. So I'm sitting at the gate and I'm just like, ah, I can feel this. It's doing its thing like way more than I would like to be oh doing its God. thing. It seems like my worst nightmare. Bro. So anyway, so I'm there and I, I was texting my friend in Australia and I was like, dude, this is about to be a fucking experience, man, that I just don't really know that I want to go on. Like, I oh. don't think I'm ready for this ride. So anyway, get on the plane. I put my fucking... As soon as I get on the plane, I'm like, I'm just going to go to sleep. Like, I yep. have to go to sleep. I fold the tray table down, put my fucking hands, my face in my fucking hands. I'm like, out. So, anyway, I'm like getting like the plane moving yep. and I'm like, all right, cool. I'm like, all right, I'm about three hours in, in my head. I haven't gone to sleep, but I feel like I'm about three hours into this flight. Anyway, the fucking hostie comes up. is like, um, can you please put your tray table up for takeoff? And I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. No, 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 no. 
And I like literally was going, no, no. Like I was saying it. And she's like, please. And I was like, oh no, not about that. And I was like, I put the tray table up and the chick next to me is like, what's he doing? Like he's tripping. And there was like some sort of like middle-aged lady. And uh, so then I put the tray table up and yeah. I sit back and I was just like, fuck. I already thought we were moving. Like I felt like we were oh flying. My God. So I was like, dude, this is not good. Anyway, the fucking, we start taxiing and that movement was like Krakatoa exploding. And I was like, oh no. So anyway, we start to take off and it was just like DEFCON 7, dude. I felt like I was it, I felt like I was the monkey in the Russian fucking spaceship oh just God. getting shot into outer space and I, I've never like dude we've grown up on boats yep. we race motocross rock, fucking roller coasters I've <laughs> never ever 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 had motion sickness and I was like I'm gonna fucking throw up everywhere I just ate at the fucking oh, airport no. and I was like this is gonna be a mess like this isn't even digested shit so anyway, I'm like searching, no spew bag in this thing. And I'm like, I have taken off. I can't get out. Yep. So anyway, I fucking open up the blanket bag. No. <laughs> My blanket for the flight. And the chick next to me is like, is he going to do this? So then anyway, I'm like holding out as long as I can, holding out as long as I can. I just rip this thing over, just, just go all the way through this fucking blanket bag, dude. And the, the I'm in the middle seat too. Oh, and the chick, there's a chick next to me and then an old, old dude yep. on the other side. And he, they're just disgusted, bro. Like just straight oh up my dis- God. disgusted in me. And uh, so then, yeah, we get up and I just was like, I was rattled and I'm just like holding the spew bag like this. And I was just just dead dude just straight face looking at my tv my tv wasn't even on didn't put on a movie didn't get my headphones out nothing i just sat there anyway like 20 minutes goes past and the guy next to me is like taps me on the shoulder he's like hey i've got to go to the bathroom and i was like okay 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 get up walk to the thing so the toilet is there and there's like the front row where the toilet is in the middle and then this we were the second row i was that close to the bin so then i get out and then I just get back in, holding the spew bag, the same position, dude. Didn't it? I was so fucked up. I couldn't even. Oh. I couldn't even throw away the spew bag, dude. <laughs> That's so. It heavy. was heavy as fuck. So anyway, four times this dude got up to piss, and four times I didn't throw this spew bag out. So I just held it right. So anyway, six hours in, the captain comes over the fucking loudspeaker and goes, "Uh." we just got to make an announcement that we have a sick passenger on board. We're going to make an emergency stop in Honolulu. And I'm going, that's me. I'm fucked. This chick has got up and told yeah. the cabin crew that like this dude's fucked up. Oh my God. And like, we got to get him off the plane. So I just go like, you know, like the worst, like you've been pulled over and you've been like speeding yeah. or something, you know, you fucked like, that's what I got. So I'm just got like heart racing feeling. And I was just convinced that they were pulling me off the plane. And I was like, dude, fuck, 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 fuck. But I like sort of started to like level out a little bit. And I think all that adrenaline and shit of like, and the paranoia actually like leveled me out. Anyway, turns out some fucking dude had a heart attack on the back of the plane. Like bad. So I didn't notice any of it. So anyway, they've like carted this dude off the plane and then anyway out we're there for like three hours or something plane takes off and I'm back 
that it was like a six. I wasn't back like a hundred percent. Fuck, that is crazy shit. <laughs> but it was like I was like back to where I was like reflecting, and I just was like, "Oh, dude, you just fucked up like majorly." <laughs> and I was I was rattled like proper, proper, proper rattled from. But I said it was like running a marathon <clears> through your brain. Like it was, I was like, sounds like dude, it, dude. I was in like the That's deep, fucking wild. It felt like forever too, man. It <sighs> fucking felt so. That's my super uncomfortable <laughs> flying back from overseas. LA, story. there you go, dude. It Fuck. was, it was fucking heavy as shit. That is wild, man. But yeah, I can imagine you're sending it, and with the expectation of business. Oh, mate, it's fucking crazy. The last time I went, the time before. I got I went business and on the way back my my other mate's wife is a hostie she happened to be on the flight and I had had a large night the night before I got on the plane and they just loaded me up with champagne and oh mate I'll tell you what in those jammies laying horizontal I was fucking out cold dude Gonski business is the business mate 475 each way on staff travel that's fucking crazy it's insane. How do we it, get on that? If you uh, if you get downgraded like to economy, it's like two something, and That's, they refund you. Really? Yeah. They refund you. They refund you. If you Dude, don't. I've only done business one time, and it oh. was from. It was actually a fuck around. So my ex worked for Delta for a bit. Yeah. And when she worked for Delta, we flew to Rome for my best friend's wedding. Yep. And, dude, it almost wasn't worth it. So we flew yep. from like. I flew from Australia. It was when my kidney was fucked up. I actually yep. wasn't even allowed to fly. Yep. Well, not... I mean, no one stopped me, obviously. But, yep. like, they were like, yeah, it's too soon You'd after recommend surgery. You yeah, yeah, you can't go. And um, so, yeah, I had all these surgeries, got out of hospital, flew to LA. Then we flew out of San Diego, yep. flew to Milwaukee. or It was, like, either Milwaukee or Detroit. It was, like, nowhere. Yep. And then we stayed in the Detroit airport for, like, fucking 18 hours or <laughs> set like over so I just got off a flight from LA drove to San Diego flew to Detroit oh, or Milwaukee all to sit in first we flew first class actually from uh, Milwaukee or Detroit to Rome but it was fucking good yes yeah, and so that good. but like the stress of it all though because like to then come back when we left Rome we were like we thought we weren't going to get it on the way back. Yeah. But luckily we, we ended up doing it. But like, <sighs> Mate, but again, it's, it's so that good. expectation of like, I'm going to get this. It, it sort of makes it fucking more stressful. <laughs> we did that know. last year. We went to Israel and um, to go see a distributor over there. We were a business partner. We got the cheapest tickets and they were on uh, it was business from from Brisbane, no, Sydney to Israel it was on Qatar Airlines the one that like business class of the year mm. it's fucking next level yeah those those A, the fucking, A380 it's like a fucking nightclub up in that joint in that joint really because <laughs> like they got like full service bars and shit big eh? lounge room with like a full bar like martinis you're in your jammies like it's fucking crazy have you been on the one that's got the showers and shit nah that oh, the Etihad one nah it's like first class something that's fucking Which, nuts is that Etihad I think, I think it's Etihad or Emirates one of the two it might be Emirates imagine having a shower on a plane that'd Dude, be fucking nuts have you seen the Casey Neistat video nah do you, you know who Casey Neistat nah. is dude he's yeah he's pretty cool he was like the first dude to ever make a vlog 
Oh, oh, I do know that is actually the guy with like the glasses yeah. with like the white out on it and shit. Yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a dude to get some fucking valleys, <laughs> get some valleys on him. I bet every single fucking glasses company to get glasses except on that Valley guy. has tried to get yeah, no. glasses on that dude. But um, yeah, he he did a video that has got like twenty something. He reviewed it. Hey. Views. Yeah, he reviewed it. and he reviewed it. He's done it, dude. That dude fucking kills it, bro. Yeah. He sold, um, he sold his com- media company or something to like CNN for like thirty <laughs> something million dollars. Just Jesus. a media company based on fucking YouTube. It's <laughs> fucking crazy. But, like, imagine being the dude that invented the vlog. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking like inventing the fucking radio these days, bro. <laughs> that is wild, mate. Fucking how the times have changed. I know, eh? Yeah. Do you, like, you guys don't do a lot of the whole, like, influencer thing, eh? Like, you don't, don't do, do it at all. Shit. No, I don't do it at all. Is that, what was the thinking behind that? Um, I just, you know, I get bombarded with emails every day mm. from them. Like, even some of them I know, and they're like, um, I want, fuck, you know, X amount of dollars to go to Bali to mm. take photos around a pool with my G-string with your glasses on doesn't fit my brand direction it's not what i'm about like you and i said to i've said to a couple of them big ones too like okay then well how about we get on a um on a site that we use which is like an influencer based kind of thing where it's a commission based thing if you you can have a link on your post it says buy now here Mm. bang and you get commission on sales if you're that good and you you move that much product i'm going to give you x amount per pair off we go let's do it nah I want cash up front what you don't have faith in your mm. ability to move product that you meant to be doing for me so I just don't believe in it I think like I, you know it works for certain brands that I think um, are fucking lazy and have no creativity and don't have any direction so they're just reaching for any kind of way to move mm. content via social channels I don't know I just don't want to operate that way you know, to a certain degree, it might, you know, like it works for certain brands and for, for certain ones it doesn't. For us, it does. I don't really, yeah. Do you think that that's got anything to do with, because like you're at Quickie forever, like yeah. before social media. So yeah. you've actually, when you're we started, one of the when people we started Valley, like Instagram started. Yeah. So we, when we started, they started and we jumped on it. Like I remember clearly when I first started, I was in Sydney and I was like, what's this Instagram thing? And like, and then we started posting photos. Like, oh, I can have one for Valley, mm. and I made it up back then. So we kind of got our following from it first. Like, we started together, kind of thing, which was a blessing for our business. But and social media back when I was at Quicksilver was non-existent, really. Yeah. So like, you would have been like, because you just said the sort of lazy deal. Yeah. Because you did come from a time where like it had to be like the dopest athletes, the dopest shoot. Like, yeah, totally. If, if you you as the athlete manager for Quicksilver yeah you needed to put your athletes in like the craziest fucking places yep to, because you were in like that was the competition it wasn't yep. about like who could have the best Facebook ad manager nah totally it, it was about who could wow people like you had yep. Andy Irons on Billabong and you had Kelly on Quicksilver and yeah, you totally. had to constantly one up each other with creativity and with yep like Wives, campaigns campaign and images going and to places yeah do you exactly. think is that what like maybe drives a bit of that as well in your head I think so but I'm still way across the social media thing like all yeah it's over not like you're well. bad at social media yeah but. no 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 for sure oh, shit <laughs> um no sorry yeah like we shit it's 
locked now. I think. Oh yeah, flip them up that way. I need to get new fucking things. They they get everyone. There you go. Um, yeah. So I think like we're all over the social media thing as far as like that goes. But I just think that what works for us and what doesn't is the thing. Mm. And I think that like um, you're like yeah. I don't know. I'm just not a big believer in the influencer thing. Like we're talking about this today with even um. <clears throat> you know, with crew saying about the, the amount of money you put into Instagram boosting posts and Facebook, how much um, on how it can boost your online sales. We'll say today, like if you threw twenty thousand bucks a week or thirty thousand bucks a week at Facebook, Instagram advertising, I wonder how much your online business would increase mm. if you invested like twenty thousand a week. A fuck ton. Do you reckon? I reckon. I reckon too, bro. Like I've been. I got obs- over Christmas. Yep. I'm at, all right. I get obsessed with like the most random shit. Yep. So before Facebook ads, yep. I went down this like completely insane, like up till three in the morning <laughs> watching shit about computer codes. Yep. Cause like, I just, I don't know what the fuck triggered it, but I was sitting there and I was like, I know I use a computer. I use a phone. I use an iPad. Yeah. yeah. 20 fucking four hours a day yeah I have no idea how that shit works I drive yep. a car I could I can fix my car yeah I've got a bike I can fix my bike I can make a surfboard yeah like in my head it just I like I needed to know on the same level of yep. like like I've shaped a surfboard I've fucking built a bike from the ground up I just yep. I needed to fucking know because it was yeah literally just wizardry to me like I I just yeah. didn't know. Yeah. So anyway, I went down this like probably good two months straight of yep. like every single night I was just watching computer programming. I don't yep. know why. But anyway, so I did the same thing for Facebook ads. Yep. It's crazy, bro. Yep. Like, have you looked into any of like the drop shipping and all that shit? The, like how much money people have made out of drop shipping? Yeah. Like, here's a product that you buy from AliExpress. Yep here's a Shopify website you've created here's your Facebook business ads and then just this yeah just this constant cycle of like and I've I did some stuff um, I've never done any advertising for Gypsy Tales yeah I've basically only ever boosted like a couple posts on Instagram but it's so like doesn't really do much you'll yep. get more views or more but like yeah. it doesn't really mean anything because yep. actually that's one of the things i wanted to ask you too about um like you're always looking at like your online sales and yeah. stuff like that yep i do the same thing with the youtube analytics the podcast yeah. analytics like i don't really care that much about instagram yeah but the i'll log into like my podcast hosting yep and i'll just see how many people are downloaded the back catalog what's getting downloaded where the countries they're coming from like it seems like a game yeah it like a like it's just a numbers game like what works what doesn't like because it's really hard to associate uh those numbers with people yeah so because this podcast is literally (coughs) the only people in here is me and you yeah but a hundred thousand people will listen to this Mm. but it's like i can't see those people and it's the same as like you would see glasses going in and out yeah but for the most part you can't it's hard to get context on that like the actual quantity of it yeah so like do you see that as is it just like a numbers game where you're almost just in you're in you're in competition uh, with a computer screen yeah no i'm i'm was always like um really like 
wondering like how, why, where, how they come from, how, yeah. how does, what makes it tick, what behind the analytics, why is there spikes, why is there you know yeah. down downturns, like what what are we doing right or wrong? Um, but it's it, not the it's, money. It's not no, it's not the money. It's, it's just like you just. It's I just a want, curiosity. It's a, eh? it's a curiosity of like you know yeah well it is the money a little bit not that you want to make money money hungry but you, it's like a. It's like, are you winning and are you not? It's a game. It's a yeah. game, yeah. yeah so I, like I look gam- at it like an up and down, gambling. like, yeah, like fucking, okay, like like um, a weird one, but like Sunday for us, we had a huge day on the net, had a huge day yesterday. And I was like, I said to the guys at work today, I'm like, fuck, how's it? Sunday was huge, like, and Wednesday. Monday, Tuesday was steady, but like we had an, a crazy spike. And I went through our analytics today of what we did and didn't do on Sunday and today. Oh, sorry, and yesterday, sorry. And there was nothing really that was dramatic nothing like nothing different it was just, I don't know if it was just just by chance or but you know and I was like just trying to really analyse what we could be doing better yeah to keep that spike fucking up you know and um, yeah it's just it's a it's just a weird one to see where they come from um, how you can get in front of people man it's like the question today that's why I asked like do you think if you dump 20 grand in a week on how, Facebook yeah how it, much have you looked into that stuff do you have a facebook ad manager at, at I, valley no i do it all dude we gotta talk later <laughs> yeah fuck bro like i've been watching stuff so like yeah. i went off on a tangent but i've never i've been scared to advertise gypsy tales in a way yep. because the people so we did the chad reed podcast yep which was fucking massive but that stuff is scary at the same time because You'll see that, like, the graph of Gypsy Tales goes, like, it's pretty linear. Like, you just keep putting out more episodes, you'll get a few more. And by a few, it's, like, tens of thousands more every month. But there are people that, like, it's the same, be the same valley. People posting on their story, posting Instagram. It's like an organic thing. It's like, it's real. It's not like you're throwing it in front of people to be judged. It's like the people are finding it because they want to be they want to find it in a yeah. way or it almost finds them and because they're pre- like they appreciate similar things or their friends like it or whatever yep. but that when we did the Chad Reed podcast it was so fucking big so quick yep. that they weren't people that knew the podcast yeah and that was scary because then it like you're just judged on one thing yeah. So, like, imagine if you were just judged on your craziest or your maybe your worst performing glasses. Yeah, for sure. Then you'd be like, "Whoa, no, 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 no! Look at all this other stuff. Yeah, look totally. at all this other look, look. Look how cool this. Well, that's the rest what of I mean. Is. That's what we were saying earlier about that stuff that happened last year with that campaign. People yeah. had never heard of us before. Exactly. And then they were like, "What the they fuck have no these context. guys done? Like, they didn't like they were in like I said, BBC Europe." Um, New York Times New York Post USA Today yeah like Valley Eyewear who the fuck are they these fucking entitled little cunts disrespectful little bastards in in Australia and then all of a sudden like oh fuck those sunnies are dope I need me some of them yeah and that's exactly what happened you know so that's what I was saying is like getting um the fact is the algorithms with Instagram and yeah. Facebook and stuff, they're, they're limiting you. You may like, you think we have 120,000 followers on Insta or something, but you know, for a fucking fact, you're getting in front of like 2% of them. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's you know, crazy. it's crazy. Like when, when it first started, you would have, it was direct. It, it was, was direct. It was boom, 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 yeah. boom. When you'd post, it would become through the feed and people would see, you know, but 
they kind of, yeah they fucked us that's why it's worth so much because now they want you to pay to get in front of all of those people that's what I was saying do it's you, do cheaper you, than you'd think though I reckon it's just there's ways to do it that yep. um, yeah I think it's different though with you because like the product's solid the brand's solid like what yeah. you there's no um, I just, there's not holes in what you do yeah but I think with what this is with this show it, so expect like the Chad thing you get these people that they come on and they're like the fucking interviewer dude sucks this is for like yeah and it was like these personal things about like me and I'm like it, a lot of it was just plain wrong in yep. terms of like oh he talks too much this and that and it's like if you look at like dude I took it to heart like I was yeah. pretty bummed because we went a year without really having any negativity yeah but again it was because people were finding it on their own like they wanted yeah. to find it yeah it wasn't just thrust upon them and then they could cast a judgment yeah and then all of a sudden that was so big that it it was just cast upon it and it's like is it shit or is it not yeah and then that then they don't have context it's like no 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 dude this isn't an interview yeah. this isn't 60 minutes like this yeah. is just <laughs> people friends like they're coming on this thing this Talking, is like yeah. this is like a, this is takes two people to do this the whole yeah. time you <laughs> yeah, know it does and it's like like imagine if you weren't like um, you know like kind of leading into me rolling into telling you stories about what yeah. what's been happening it'd be kind of the most awkward thing ever like it's a it's a blessing that you can just roll on and keep and imagine if you went to a barbecue and you talked about yourself for three hours straight <laughs> be fucking horrible you'd leave there and I would people would go I would have like, left fucking two fuck? hours two what? hours and 55 minutes before that dude 100% and people yeah. don't get that like the, these this is a long but like people really don't want to talk about themselves for that no. long it's uncomfortable it but, is yeah but so people then like I guess the point was that they don't, they didn't have context yeah that like oh no no this isn't an interview there's no one to tell them yeah. it's like go back and listen to the 56 other ones of these yeah there's some of them where the the guest doesn't talk we haven't met it's awkward there have yeah. been those have you had a couple awkward yeah ones? there's a couple yeah. you know it doesn't happen a lot yeah for sure but it happens and I, it's like I was think I was actually thinking that on the way over here I was like fuck it I wonder this is kind of a tough gig because like if someone gets on here and they just fucking freeze up and they're just like, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's I like, it'd it's... make your job fucked, you know, like be a tough one. Well, the one, it wasn't, it was a, it's a good podcast, but it was weird because so Struthless, the comedian dude, have you yep. seen his shit on Instagram and stuff? No. Oh, he's fucking cool. He's a cool dude. But he, um, he came on and we didn't really know each other but he'd yeah. followed the podcast and I already followed him sick. and I was like sick this is rad and on Instagram he's the funniest fucking dude like he's just an Instagram comedian does yeah. all these sketches and shit super cool guy and then on in real life he's very introverted he's very quiet yep. and we just flat had different positions yep. on like a lot so it was like hard because like I know you wearing the same yeah. thing we're into surfing we're into this we're into that like me and him had like nothing in common yeah <laughs> so it was like three hours of trying to find like not necessarily common ground but it that in particular was cool to see how open-minded he was two, well two people could yeah. be you know like yep. i listened to a lot of stuff he said and yep. you know but it wasn't like this like yeah for sure you know what i mean so but yeah so like that's been one of the reasons because i've so with the Toby Price thing, 
Uh, we that last podcast was with Toby. He just won the Dakar, so yep. I I went in and did some Facebook ads. Yep. But in like the business, um, not just like boosting posts. Yeah. So anyway, but all I did was like Dakar, Red Bull, KTM. Yep. You know, just like general blanket shit. Yeah. And it went crazy, dude. I spent yep. like thirty bucks and got like a hundred and ninety-seven thousand impressions or something. What? just crazy but it's like but i really it was very meticulous i was i cancelled a lot of like you can go so deep as to um uh like cancel out expensive areas to target so like i got rid of california i got rid of new york yeah i got rid of all like i just google like what's expensive places to advertise on facebook i just went pure numbers and like that podcast was as big as the chad one that's crazy yeah like it's so like dude you wouldn't even have to spend 20 grand a day like if you you've just dude there's fucking have you watched like shit on YouTube of like yeah, those drop yeah. shippers and stuff yep like you look at like that's real they're yeah. not bullshit yeah they make fuck tons yep. of money but like fidget spinners yep those dudes that like they just look at trends Yep, and they just, just get them out of China. A, build a page, AliExpress. Yeah, and they just fucking go for it. Fuck. So it's like, wild, man. But it's a crazy. That's a. It's a crazy time when like the internet's that powerful. It is so wild. We're talking about like the same thing today. You know, with our businesses moving forward, like retail's so tough. I think like with most brands, they will go just direct to consumer. Like, you know, even like. Um, tonight I was sitting on the couch before I came here and I was like oh I'm going to New York in four weeks it's going to be fucking cold two pairs of jeans a jacket and three new t-shirts like 700 bucks boom delivered shipped tomorrow overnight free shipping boom after pay like yeah it's fucking no brainer it's like I yeah because you don't have any like dedicated brick and mortar do you nah I wouldn't do it you wouldn't do it eh fuck that the overheads are retarded it's crazy yeah yeah. and um, yeah like that's the thing man like for us like I said tomorrow we're taking Surf Stitch out for lunch for Christmas drinks because mm. they were busy and so are we Surf Stitch is fucking amazing for us one of the the best retailers we deal with they run the tightest program and they're the coolest people I know they pay their bills on time you can't fault them mm. and no brick and mortar all online all online and they're competing against us at our own game but they've got a different demographic and but they do a really good job of it like I was saying before they're the best at what they do. Mm. Like, fuck, you can't fault them. Dude, MX stores like that. Yeah. Have you heard of those dudes? Yeah. Yep. yeah. They're, they're like that. Like, you look at their brand and they've just got, they did the model right. There's another company. Yeah. They've actually sponsored the podcast for Fight Life. Sick. So that's where I buy like all my jiu-jitsu shit from. Yep. And um, same thing, man. Dude's just a fucking smart guy, like crazy good on Facebook. Yep. Like even Nobby, like our main sponsor for this show. Yep. Like Rob is a fucking legit genius at marketing and branding. Yep. And like, yep. again, there's no brick and mortar. Yep. Like he's just, it's this online empire that yeah. people can make. And man, it's, it's crazy. Like you might not make the millions that these Facebook dudes are yep. making on YouTube and shit like that. But like, Dude, even for me, I was like thinking, man, I, I should try and do something like that to supplement yeah. this income while yeah. it's not making what it needs to make. Yeah. But like, <clears throat> I mean, it, it's just too much of a beast to sort of do it. But like any, we live in a time where yeah. any 
especially with AliExpress. Yeah. Yeah. Like with that AliExpress that you can go and you can fucking drop ship and make it's not, you know, you might not make the millions, but like you can fucking get by dude. Like, yeah, for sure. It's a, it's a crazy time to be alive. That's what I was was saying to someone to the other day, like, Oh, you know, I don't have a job. And I was like, I kind of feel like (laughs) I'm like, if you have half a brain, you don't need to be working for anyone. No, you can fucking make anything happen. Dude, like my fucking, um, seven-year-old son is going around the neighborhood washing cars for fucking 20 bucks a car Dude. 10 bucks in 10, 10 bucks outside 10 bucks in and he's pulling 150 bucks a day what and a he's G. seven years old i'm like mate don't anyone tell me you don't you can't get a job my seven-year-old kid can pull 150 a day washing cars in our street talk to me <laughs> like, yeah, come so on true, dude. You know what I mean? dude that's what i did like when i was a when i was a kid i did uh lawn mowing yep and then i did car washing yeah and fucking dude i used to make my dad drive around like yep. i would i'd get on my bmx bike like i wouldn't just do the so street good. i'd go fucking like wide bro it's like so i used to do like a six seven k radius and i'd go around and get i'd just do so much and my <laughs> dad's fucking whole sunday like credit to him he's a champ for doing it yeah but the whole sunday and i'd be like hey <laughs> do you just want a whiffer snip for me and then i'll just get on the mower you do the whip and then we'll be out of it we'll go to the next job so i like hustle my fucking dad so dad into doing all That's that what shit dash yeah. said to me the other day he's like because we have these little bluetooth speakers i'd made this so dope like just plug them in take them to the beach they're epic me the other day he's like dad can i have 20 of those bluetooth speakers what a g <laughs> and i'm like what and i'm like yeah sure they're over there in the box why he's like oh they're on my thing so he's like you get your inside your card done for 10 you're outside for 10 and a value speaker for 15 bang 35 bucks per customer what a gangster so he washes the cars and has my five-year-old do the chamois work he's a machine Mate, mate, he's killing it. You're gonna be living off that kid. Hundred. How old is he now? He's he's eight next bo- next week, and I'm like, he's on the hustle already. Ten years he'll be a millionaire. Hundred, mate. He's already knows it because, like, uh, we, like I said, we're going to the states to New York, and he, I said to him, you know, to go and see LeBron play the Knicks. Tickets start at like two twenty five, and you're in the roof. I'm like, mate, a good tickets like five six hundred bucks to get down to, to see LeBron. So he's been working, washing these cars to save his money to pay to go see the Lakers. That's fucking sick. Teaching him the value of a dollar. Man, I could, like, it's so fucking important, eh? You have to, because they kids these days, they just see a card come out, tap and go, doo, doo, doo. there's no value, there's no, they're not feeling the green, you know? Mm. And the other day, so I've been making, I make my kids work for their money and then save it, and then, like, so they go, well, let's go to sushi. And I'm like, okay, well, that's going to be 35 bucks, so get your pocket money out. And they're like, I don't need that. I was like, correct. You do not need Correct. That. <laughs> <laughs> did you, you know? did you have a moment when you were like, okay, I'm ready for like so did you and Ten's like plan on having kids? <clears throat> no, not really. It like just, it happened. Just happened and then you just we just ran with it. So did, but did you have a moment where you were like, I'm ready for kids? Or you nah. you didn't have that at all? Nah. Because I I'm, I wasn't not ready for it. I just think like we just like yeah, if it happens, it happens and then yeah. you just kind of like yeah, well, I just treat my kids like like they're my friends, but like like they're my mates. But I'm like, I'm a, not how do you say like like the authority, but like I parent them, mm. but I treat them like a friend, and I try and guide them like I would a friend. I don't like you know, you're like mate, if you do that, there's you know every action has a reaction, blah blah blah. Try to educate them like I would a, f- a little friend or something, you know, mm. instead of being like I don't want to be like the boss or something, you know, like because I'm sort of starting to get to that point of like thinking about yeah i want to have kids and this and that but like yeah 
I definitely like wonder how many people like yeah I'm ready let's have kids like I, I, bet, I bet it's different for everybody but it's like I don't yeah. know and did you did it kick you into gear a bit more like when you had kids mm, or I'm still as stupid as ever <laughs> I don't know no I don't know yeah you just feel that sense of responsibility like but I like I did at least but I don't I don't think it changed anything that I do or anything like everyone's like oh I've got kids now I'm gonna change I'm gonna grow up I'm, no, I haven't changed mm. at all like yeah I don't go, probably go out as much as I used to or anything obviously because they're always with us but um yeah you've, you've got that sense of like um providing and all that kind of jazz which comes with having kids but it's just I think having kids is amazing I've, yeah. I love it I love being a parent because I look at your obviously follow your Instagram pretty much yeah. see everything that you post and it's they seem like such a big part of what you do and yeah. knowing you there is a lot of people that just do shit for the gram but yeah like I know you're not that kind of guy so no. like I look at it I'm like fuck the kids, rad. My, my kids are always with me yeah because I think too because I had such a shitty childhood mm. and um, my parents were fucked like I've, they've never even met my kids so really um, nah so um, I think I kind of like was kind of like do you know what I don't want their childhood to be like that so they are always with me nothing's for the gram they're always with me like yeah. I take Dash or Sally to the beach most days or we go like I had time off with them we went to the beach every day and we go and do water parks or whatever they want to do I make sure that they have a good existence they're coming like they this is their third trip to New York now and like they've been to Disneyland four times so I've just tried to overcompensate I suppose because I had a shitty upbringing and like I said I've been out of home since I was 16 now I've never had any financial contribution from any family members or anything every single thing that I have I've got myself yeah so which I'm really proud of but um and I've kind of that's what I say like I teach them the value of a dollar and and but I also want to want them to always say that I had a really good childhood so that's really important yeah. part of what I do is to make sure that they come first um, yeah I, 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 they're fun so because that's what it looks like with you yeah it just looks like you're a gang of fucking yeah we have a good time misfits just carrying yeah on. we bought those scooters and we just zip around town yeah and those like, things are sick I actually yeah. wanted to ask you about them yeah, yeah I, I, I had a friend try and bring a couple in yesterday in customs told him but fuck really yeah Gordy Tallis oh really yeah yeah they look so good he called me last night and he's like customs are fucking over it so like, you imported them things yeah we've imported like over 50 of them for just for friends around the southern Goldie see there's your fucking uh, there's your <laughs> dropship deal right there yeah, bro I know right uh, what was what was fucked about your childhood like why was that such a fucked up deal oh just my parents are just uh, yeah we just didn't get on and they were just a uh, few issues with um, yeah just their lifestyle and um, just didn't get on That's, just didn't work out it sucks you, yeah like you miss that then cause like oh I, for sure everybody yeah anyone does like not having parents in your life is has been a tough one but uh, that's why like I said I've been out home since 16 and independent but it just kind of makes you stay on your own two feet mm. some of your friends kind of become your family and you can't choose your family you can't you can't be responsible for what other people do with their lives so I just yeah. gave them an ultimatum and was like you know this is unacceptable so um yeah that, that's pretty much it I always like it's I, I can't relate yeah you know you know when like you can't relate to something and <clears throat> you're very curious it sucks to, like you know Christmas time sucks and you know friends your other friends are at their parents Christmas day and you're not it's like you're at home just chilling yeah. it's kind of fucked but um it's better for the better for everyone else around you like the greater good yeah the greater good cause like with they don't even know I don't even know if they know that I even have that I started Valley I don't even know that's crazy 
Yeah. Like, so we grew up in like a fucked area. Yeah. But we had like the best family. Yeah. So for for I grew me, up in housing commission in Port Macquarie, in an Aboriginal community. Dude, that's like pretty much what fucking we did. Yeah. Like, but I just. Yeah, like, well, so my parents got their house when it wasn't, there wasn't any, like, it, we were one of the first people to have the house. Yep. And then all of a sudden, all around, like, literally yep. across, like, different streets was all housing commission. Yeah. So then all of my friends come from, like, broken homes. Yeah, drug yeah, Drug addict yeah. parents and shit like that. Yep. And we were the only, not the only, but it, it felt like at the time we were kind of the only kids yeah. that had, like, this normal upbringing yeah and then we would have christmases we'd call it we would call our christmases the orphans christmas yeah because all of our friends would come, come in, and they didn't, they didn't really have anything yeah and like i don't know like you know like survivor's guilt almost yeah where you've got all these friends that have this like fucked up <laughs> upbringing and we just didn't yeah and and I, then I felt guilty as well because, like, I'd create problems with my family. Yeah. When there wasn't problems. Yeah. And now I'm older. I'm like, what the fuck were you doing? What were you thinking? Like, you had it yeah. made, bro. Like, yeah. and I would start just bullshit yeah. with my family. And I don't know. Like, I never really knew. That's why I always find it, like, interesting to hear and speak to people that, like, they just did have that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's. I think that's a part of the thing too. Like when, um, when you when you come from a like a low socioeconomic family, housing commission, grow up with nothing, um, you just want to strive to do better and to mm. not live that life. You know what I mean? And and I think that was another driving force between us and between me starting Valley and it's just like, like I said, we were talking before about the accountability. You know, I have all the staff that I, I have to make sure. It's my responsibility that to make sure that they're not low socioeconomic. Yeah, and that, that I pay their wages every week, and that, that that I'm there to provide for them as well. That um that you know that the bank balance is healthy healthy enough to keep the lights on because I'm not relying on my family. I've got twelve other families that are relying on me as well. You know what I mean? So that's mm. kind of like which is it's a it's a good thing, and I I love it. So the challenge is good, and but I think it's just one of those things that having that I think you have that edge where you just fucking you get that bit of bulldog in you where you don't take no for an answer and you won't give up and you'll make sure that you are the best that you can be in what you do and second best is not good enough. Because there's people that will... You you hear about like the people that are like their parents are drug addicts so then they become drug addicts. Yeah. Or it's the exact opposite. Yeah. Like oftentimes it seems like it's two ends of the spectrum. Yeah. And it's either like you live in housing commission... Yep. or you're a dude that starts the fucking baddest sunglass company <laughs> in the world you know what I mean like yeah. there seems like there's a polarity in yeah. that and you'll see dude like Kevin Spacey yeah greatest one of the greatest fucking actors of all time yeah come from his dad raping him and his brother yeah like or there's a million Kevin Spaceys that aren't one of the greatest actors ever that are yep. probably out there doing fucked up shit to their kids yeah it's weird. It is weird, yeah. How that works. Because, like, it's for, crazy. for you, it's been that driving force. Yeah. But for other people, yeah, it's just an excuse to... Yeah, for sure. Dude, when I grew up, it was hectic. Like, I had my uncles who were on Australia's Most Wanted. Really? All kinds of shit. Yeah, fuck yeah. Two uncles are on Australia's Most Wanted the same episode one time. Fuck! Yeah, man. That's heavy, bro. Gnarly. Yeah, and he was fucking living under a house. 
was it hard to was there a part of you that like wanted to be in that world nah in any way? no way never it was never it was just the opposite i just didn't want, didn't really? want that yeah it's fucked because like there's got to be <clears throat> i mean fuck we did some <laughs> sketchy shit like yeah. the friends I think, that, I think the like friends my, that I hung around with were like we did some stuff see. where I look back now I'm like whoa dude you guys got away yeah. with shit you could see crew from that I knew growing up so grew up sorry when I was growing up I, the, they went down that other road and mm. they went that way and I went the other way and um, you know it was, just, it was fucking crazy but there was never a temptation nah not fuck that I was just like no way dude I just wanted to battle I, I, I've been to the bottom you don't want to go there again yeah you know fuck that we wanted the best I wanted to do bet, do good for myself and that's why I was like 16 fuck I'm out that's crazy eh? yeah so what did you do when you left um, like how much money alright I was so working you, at a win- I was working at a window factory in West Burley making windows 175 bucks a week really so yeah. that's what what you had to yeah and then i was getting paid to be a bodyboarder back in the day yeah dude quicksilver you know who told me that <laughs> wade lewis oh no way yeah dude he's yeah. living at maddie's at the moment no way Tons of fucking Lord. he's a legend yeah he is but um, yeah he told me you were like one of the baddest bodyboarders. yes yeah, so i was bodyboarding back in the day i was getting paid by quickie i was getting like 1200 bucks a month so that was like that was my that was paying my rent and then um, yeah my wife's oh, my, my wife who was my girlfriend back then her family took me in and they lived in their so house for a little bit how long you guys been together? like 24 years oh that's heavy yeah so that's where that bond comes from yeah because like you, you guys are tight as fuck yeah feel I mean, like you some we've been together more than, about, than you haven't yeah, yeah exactly that's crazy it's eh? crazy yeah so you left when you like you had nothing when you left nothing nothing I had like a couple of bags of clothes and that was it and then not not a thing so everything we have like I said like even from Tennille's family side of things they've never given any monetary contribution to her and myself every single thing we have we've got ourselves man like everything so that's, that's when it would feel so because I can't say that like my parents yeah. have helped me out oh that's cool like man yeah. I, w- I wish I had yeah yeah I yeah. wish I had help like fuck I would have loved it don't worry about that but um, yeah, like when we started at my buddy, who's a bit, still my business partner to this day, he, um, I was like, fuck, I'm going to, I got made redundant from Quickie and I was like, I got like a payout. I'm like, I'm going to invest the money and start a Sonny's company, I think. And he's like, fuck, how are you going to do that? And I was like, I've got X amount. Fuck, I, I think I need another like, you know, the same. And he goes, how about I chuck in and we'll do it together. I'll go your halves. And I was like, fuck, let's do it. And he's still my business partner to this day. And um, yeah, he's coming to New York with me and, in four weeks with his wife and his family and my family we all, go, we all go together every year it's fucking insane dude like man I cause I, I didn't know that you would come from like that yeah little yeah it's crazy so yeah for, I went from that to like uh, you know getting a job at quick for 10 years getting made redundant getting a decent payout and that's how we got the cash to start mm. this so that was that was our cash injection no bank loans no nothing but just to like just to leave the like a fucked up situation yeah. like so hard yeah it's heavy it's sad but it's like it's also good it's like empowering you know like yeah. I um, I am proud of what we've achieved I'm proud of but well, I walked the away kids man yeah it's like you've now got my kids, kids ask about it and the worst thing is my parents live like 10 blocks from me really yeah fuck so that's pretty heavy but it's like like again when was the last time you seen her uh fuck I don't know like probably 10 years ago 
No way. Yeah. Dude, I haven't spoke to my mum. My mum texted me, uh, like, mama. No, she emailed me. So, she's like, one of those mums that like, because we're fucking tight. If I don't talk to her for a few days, she's like hitting the panic buttons. Yeah. And then she'll start, she sent me a thing like, your rego's due on your card. I'm just like, (laughs) yeah, cool. But I like had that moment of calling her and I was like, I I texted her today and I was like, fuck, like, yeah, I'm sorry. I've I've legit just been (laughs) so busy. Yeah. But I just couldn't imagine that, you know, but I lived, when I lived away for so long. Yeah. I went back, I lived with mum and dad's, like, we only moved here two weeks ago. Yeah. I went back and I just was like, I'm just going to live with you guys for a bit. (laughs) Because, like, I fucking missed him. It was like seven years. Yeah, that's cool. I saw him, like, five, six times. Yeah. So, like, just even that, but, like, that, I'm, like, still talking to him all the time, still FaceTiming, like, because the world is crazy now of, like, it's, you could be so far away, but still be so close. Yeah, Skype, FaceTime, all that stuff. When you travel with having kids, it's the best. It just keeps it all together. But living 10 blocks and not speaking for 10 years. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. It's crazy, yeah. But there, I could see that in that, like, in that struggle, there's always something good that comes out of something so hard yeah totally we're yeah we're happy as fuck and um no one's gonna stand in the way of that that's pretty much the way it is you know what i mean that's like i said when you've got a you know how you want it to be you're the, it's up to you to make it happen and then and i just yeah. make it i just make that executive decision that this is what's going to happen at whatever cost whatever cost it's going to take that's i'm going to make that happen yeah that's fucking that's cool because hmm. that really is like you can't there's only a certain level that you can control somebody else's actions. You can't. You, like, like, yeah. And it's basically fucking barely anything. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I mean. You just got to make those decisions and move on. And yeah, that's what I, that's what I did. That's, I still, I'll stand by it till the day I die. No, nah, it's fucking, it's <laughs> great. It's, it, it even gives like more context to the whole Valley story. Yeah. It's fucking sick. That's good. It's like, it's, it's pretty, like it's, yeah. Uh, I get yeah I love it it's good I get, I'm pretty proud of what we've all achieved as a group and um, it's yeah it's pretty awesome I agree yeah <laughs> well we've been gone two and a half hours holy shit we're gonna wrap this thing up yeah let's get out of here okay. we drank a bottle of fucking very good wine shout out to Crafters Union Custom Red Hawks Bay New Zealand lushness and bigger did we experience lushness and bigger it was good it's wrapped in paper so it must be pretty special hey taking you back to them roots bro (laughs) (laughs) that's my the paper the paper bag bag. (laughs) well so shout out the brand valley for people that uh have started listening to gypsy tales before your episode got deleted yeah or after your episode sorry about that that's all right mate it's fucking it's part of history now it's part of gypsy tales history yeah. so yeah let people know where they can get a pair yeah. um all their instagrams we'll link it in the episode anyway but cool thanks everyone for listening where do we listen where do we find you check us on valleyeyewear.com and uh anywhere uh, all over the place man yeah anywhere in the world um, you will start seeing them go onto the website see the logo yeah stock us a list everywhere all over the world um, but then watch what happens if you've never heard of Valley before this podcast yep. and then you look at the logo, you'll fucking see them on 
nine <laughs> out of ten of your friends' faces because that's what happened to me last time we did this show. Gold Coast people, where do you see what I've got coming for you in the next six weeks? Yee. Well, hey, thanks for being in the f- the first episode in the Gypsy Den. Yeah, the, the the Gypsy Dungeon, we should call it. Yeah, it's fucking <laughs> yeah. No, I'm stoked. I'm glad that thanks for we, me back. we made it happen. I'm glad, dude. You can come on whenever you want. Oh, this is fun. I like it. It's good. Eh? It's good fun. Yeah. We, you know what we need to do? You need to tell me someone that you want to come on with Marilyn Manson yeah, I'll do that but like for real like if you've got oh, someone know? that you want to come on then just bring them on like I even Dude, we if should, like we should get Kerry King in here from Slay when they come out here in yeah. like six weeks any and like because what would be I haven't had this yet but what I would like to happen is like I want you to bring someone on and then yep. like have the normal gypsy tales thing where I'm like trying yep. to do the conversation but like you're gonna know cool shit yeah and like just interject and yep. like give your it's, I want to get like I want to get Marilyn Manson in here his, his stories are fucking next level bro I was I played this is the new shit dope show uh, what else fuck I had like a little bit of a playlist going that had like a yep. bunch of his shit I don't want to drop any not drop any names but dude the last time I went to his house it was fucking crazy he called me he's like dude come up blah blah last night I was in LA and um, it was just me, him, and Courtney Love. <laughs> He's getting his lounge room. Oh. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. But Fuck. it was fucking crazy, man. Dude, someone on here, like, his level of, like, originality. He's the best, dude. I love him. He's He is the nicest dude, craziest bastard, but just fucking pure gold. Just the unique... Like, best, that's mate. a unicorn right there. Like, that's a fucking... <laughs> that's the best way to describe him. That's a uni- That, But there's people like that, bro. Yep. There's, But there's not that many of them, man. Like, I know. Dude, Ted Bundy. You know <laughs> what I mean? Fucking... Like, there's just these one... I'm not comparing their actions, yep. but there's like one of that, dude. There's one of Marilyn Manson. Even like when I had lunch the other day when I was in Hollywood so with Kerry King and his wife, Aisha, he was doing that stuff in the studio. We went and got Mexican and we we're talking about Manson. And she goes, he's one, he's one in a million. And I was like, dude, he's right? one in seven billion. <laughs> yeah, he, he's one in seven billion. Her husband's Kerry King from Slayer and she's telling me that he's <laughs> next level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when you know a motherfucker <laughs> is next level. I yep. love, I find that shit so interesting. He's like, the best dude. He would sit on here for hours and just fucking pluck it apart he's just so fucking smart too dude we could go to him we could make it super easy that would be good yeah no I appreciate it, man I fucking you're you're thanks. one of my favourite guests it thanks, was, for, I thanks was, for having me dude I was bummed when we had to uh, delete the last one sorry about that but we set up this one we're back we're back so, and yeah it's a fucking open invite whenever you okay. want thanks you my man on, so I appreciate it. it dude thanks buddy you thanks bro too good that was sick eh? sick fun